Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the latest episode of The Men with the Golden Tongues. I am your host, Micah, joined today by my co-host, Brad. I'm so excited. And, <laughs> aren't we all? And a uh, special guest, uh, Jay. I wish I knew how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you, um, you have to watch Mission Impossible 2. Pause this right now. Go spend two hours of your life just watching uh, uh, this this insane movie and then come back and laugh with us because today um, we are talking about, uh, as I said, the Mission Impossible 2, the movie that uh, is the definition of the year 2000. It is, it is, if this, if Mission Impossible 1 was Barack Obama, you know, sleek, cool. You got to think about it a little bit. This is definitely the Donald Trump of Mission Impossible movies. It's loud. It's stupid. For some reason, there's a lot of orange in it. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, so I just want to point out, so I have a list here of, uh, of films that released in the year 2000. This is exactly what I was Googling. <laughs> so here's, here's a couple movies that came out in 2000. The, the first X-Men. Meet the Parents. Castaway. And Gladiator. <laughs> and Mission Impossible 2 outgrossed every single one of them. Not just those. Oh it outgrossed every movie, period. This is the highest grossing film of the year 2000. Wow. All right. <laughs> American Psycho came out this year. What? All right. Crouching yeah, Tiger, a, Hidden Dragon came out this year. It's a, it's a bellwether of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of fuckery is this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this movie is uh, perfect. This movie is directed by John Woo and uh, is produced by Tom Cruise, uh, if you hadn't noticed. And uh, Paula Wagner, uh, screenplay by Robert Town, story by Donald Moore and Brennan Braga. Um, this film uh, had a $125 million budget and made $546 million at the box office. And that's why Mission Impossible 3 got to turn the franchise around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, arguably, this should have been a franchise killer. It could have been. Yeah. If, if, it, if, if, it, if it had bombed, if, it would have been. I feel like if it had come out any year after 2000 or the early 2000s, if this is like a 2008 movie, this kills that entire <laughs> franchise. And instead, what this movie did is it spawned a a plethora of really mediocre to bad action movies that came out in the early 2000s. We wouldn't have had Triple X without Mission Impossible 2. That is absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> Wow. Which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this movie originally clocked in at three and a half hours. I want to see the director's <laughs> cut of this film. <laughs> there has been no there's no director's cut in the history of man that I want to see more than John Woo's original cut of Mission Impossible Two. Release the Woo cut. Release the Woo cut. Oh my god! I want to see what this movie three. looks like in, in three and a half hours. I will watch three every single minute. Three and a half. Oh, all right. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me just save it. Good <laughs> lord. It was originally. That's it was nuts. originally a rated R movie at three and a half hours, 
And Paramount was like, mm-hmm. no, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no one sees three-hour movies. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, look, do you want to talk about uh, uh, Mission Impossible 2's place in the um, in the pantheon of, of this particular film series? Uh, I'll start with our guest, Jay. What do you, what do you, where <laughs> does this sit in your pantheon of Mission Impossible movies, and how has this movie affected your movie-going experience? Um, I'll start with the second question first. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I, too, had a shag haircut in 2000 because of Tom Cruise, <laughs> because I just refused to walk around uh, being reasonable. Um no, this is at the bottom. Right? Like, the, the, like, who's questioning this? This is the worst. Like, this movie is so... Look, I love this movie. This is weirdly, like... This episode, I feel like, is a weird blend of The Men with the Golden Tongues and No Time to Bleed. Like, it just is, right? Uh, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. Um, however, this movie is so great bad that I feel like... It should be at the bottom of the franchise, but also simultaneously at the top of the franchise and also the argument of why John Woo, not actually a good director. (laughs) Like when people are like, I love John Woo films, I'm like, I love some John Woo films, but I would argue a lot of his movies are not good. They're not. They're not. And this just feels like he was like, I really enjoyed what I did three years prior to this. And making face off. So I'm going to do that over and over and over and over again in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Brad, wh- where does this, where does Mission Impossible, how has Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> positively <laughs> affected your life? How has it changed your life? <laughs> so as, the way that I like to put it, uh, this movie may be number six in the standings, but it's number one in your hearts. <laughs> yeah, now that makes sense. That makes sense. I love this film. I've always loved this film. I loved it when I when I first watched it. Um, I watched it so many times when I was because uh, how old was I when this came out? Sixteen. So yeah, I watched it a lot uh, for the first couple of years that it released. Um, it it almost doesn't deserve to be ranked with the other Mission Impossible films <laughs> because it stands. It's so totally different than the rest of the franchise. That it almost stands as its own independent movie. Weirdly enough, this is the only Mission Impossible film where Ethan Hunt is just doing a job for the IMF. Like, there's no, like, rogue, you know, going rogue or, you know, retired from IMF or disavowed by the IMF like this. He's just working for the IMF. It's the only film in the franchise in all six movies that that's the case. Wow. It's weird. (laughs) Um, It is the most John, like, like this is the, this is probably uh, peak John Woo, this film. Um, it doesn't get more John Woo than this movie, I don't think. No. Uh, face off. Face off is is full John. But Woo. but this this out face offs face off. There there are more unnecessary slowdowns in this movie Thank per you. capita than you in know any what? other film you know in what? history. You know what? I can see you are one hundred percent correct. Holy shit! That's why the movie was originally three and a half hours. <laughs> That's right. Just, dude, I'm like, let's go, let's go. Um, Jesus. Fun bit of trivia, John Woo was the only Mission Impossible director not asked to return to the next movie. (laughs) 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 But yet Tom Cruise hired him because he wanted a John Woo style film, and he certainly got it. 
he certainly yeah, he got did. it. Yeah. So this is uh, this is the most like my mom thinks I'm cool movie that I've ever seen Tom Cruise do. Like this is uh, this this is like we get it, bro. Like you've got a penis. Like our, we believe you. Like stop <laughs> trying to be so cool and manly and and edge lord all at the same time. Like wow, dude. I fell in love with Tom Cruise in this movie. <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. As uh, Brad, as a uh, as a James Bond purist, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the fact that this movie is trying its super hardest to be a James Bond movie? More oh, it's than it's any super hard. Ones? There there is there is a scene early in the film. That is literally ripped off from a recent James Bond movie uh, in relation to this movie coming out. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, they they did the cloak and dagger thing uh, with with the first Mission Impossible one, and and this was a conscious decision by Tom Cruise. Like he wanted he like he didn't mind getting a different director because he wanted every movie to feel like its own style of movie, essentially. So yeah, you, and, 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 and in success, right? And in terms of Directing spy movies, I don't think there are two more opposite directors than Brian De Palma and John Woo uh, that you could have gotten to do this. <laughs> this is amazing. This is an amazing film. This is a fantastic film. Cur- a pox to all your houses for anyone that shits on this movie. Uh, it is it is fantastic, and we're gonna we're gonna get into why. Uh, me so. myself personally, I feel as though this movie is uh, <laughs> utterly ridiculous. I hadn't seen it in such a long time, and then I'm rewatching it okay. last night, and just wow, just wow, man! Like this is <laughs> this is, but you know, it harkens me back to to when I'm a, when I was a youth in college by myself. Like like this is this is me at twenty if I were to make a movie. But, uh, you know, that's me at 20 with no film experience. <laughs> like, this is what I would right. make if I had to make a movie. So what an idiot yeah, would be. I, I mean, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this ridiculousness. Um, we, we open with uh, Boris the Blade. Um, <laughs> the guy will always be Boris the Blade with me. I, I just do not understand it. And he's talking about uh, form and Chimera, and we had to create a... He works, first of all, first of all, first of all, he works for a company with the most 2000s name ever, Biosite. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he's going on and on about um uh this 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 virus that he had to create right like because this this pharmaceutical company called biosite is uh has a cure for a disease so they had to make the disease so that they can infect people with the disease and then sell the cure right like that but that is that that is a that is a terrible idea. Don't do that. There are literal actual viruses that you could be working on. They're like, we need to create one. Don't do that. We need to create a God damn it, two thousand. What are you doing? So we see uh Boris the Blade inject the virus into his body and we see him get on a plane and he's talking with his friend Dimitri and we see Dimitri and Dimitri is Tom Cruise, right? Like obviously we know that Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt is a spy. Dimitri is probably a code name. 
he's talking to uh, the guy and he's like, well, you know, I don't, he's, he's going back and forth with him. Uh, and Tom Cruise is trying to make sure Ethan Hunt is trying to make sure that he knows, uh, what's in that package. Right. Because, um, uh, he's eventually going to steal it. So, so this plane sequence is all an elaborate, like <laughs> setup, right. To steal this thing. This guy is, is this Russian guy is here. And all of a sudden, the captain is like, hey, we're experiencing turbulence or whatever. Put your oxygen masks on. And and all of a sudden, because yeah, that's what? what happens in turbulence. <laughs> I've been on a lot of planes. <laughs> they don't do that. Yeah, you'd be good. Don't worry about it. Um, so, so oxygen mask comes on. Everybody except for the doctor and Tom Cruise put on their masks and the pilot, right? And everyone who puts on a mask is knocked out, right? We see the pilot is evil now. Like, oh shit, the pilot's, the pilot's in on it, right? And you see Tom Cruise basically, uh, kill the Russian guy and take his bag because Tom Cruise thinks that the cure and the virus are in the bag. So they, they, Tom Cruise stands up and he rips off his face, right? By the way, this is the most like, like math mission impossible there's masks. so many masks like this, this is the one this is the one that uses it all right that but shocking the guy who who directed a movie about people taking their face <laughs> off is obsessed <laughs> with this mission impossible technology they use it all the time to the point where in later in the franchise they're like yeah like in the last movie they were just like oh let's try to do the face thing and it was like ah, i didn't work like because you're using it too much john woo Faced the use the face off mask thing to death. He destroyed it in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what? God love him for it. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, there's a pretty good like face mask thing gotcha moment that that I really actually kind of appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the bad guys take the package from the Russian uh, uh, microbiologist and um, and. The plane is is going down, right? The plane is about to crash. Um, I guess for all the deaf pilots out there, the computer in the plane says "terrain incoming, terrain incoming." <laughs> deaf and blind, because you can't, you can't <laughs> see right, them coming. Exactly. And um, and and all the bad guys, they they get to the bottom of the plane and they jump out of the plane to get out of it and then let the plane crash, right? This again, instead of just snatching this guy's bag. Like they, they, they instead set up this incredibly elaborate heist to make it look like this guy died in a plane crash so that they can steal his man purse. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on. So there are many things about this scene that don't make any sense. N- number one is, okay, you, you, you put the, the, the face on of Tom Cruise to trick this Russian guy. I get all that. But is it is it to trick just Tom Cruise or to also like it also feels like he's wearing the mask so that no one recognizes him? I'm like, you're going to kill everyone on board. So why don't you just get on the plane as just stupid face and just walk up to the guy and be like karate chop, boom, and take the bag? Why are you wearing the mask? Well, they, What's the point? Well, they explain they did explain this later in the film is that they had they couldn't get Ethan Hunt because he was too busy. Climbing oh, rocks right, in the desert, right. so they had to get a, a different. <laughs> Slow down, Brad. To, to double. Up. We'll get yeah. there. 
Jesus. So they, they did at least explain why uh, they would have had a masked IMF agent. Now, didn't really explain how it was so easy for that IMF agent to not only go rogue, but also concoct this very elaborate scheme in a very short amount of time. Because the doctor does mention that he has to get to wherever they're going within 20 hours of exposure yeah. to the virus. So there wasn't a whole lot of time to craft this very deliberate uh, plane crash that they that they exercised. Yeah. Very silly to me. What kind of airline is this person on that they are like that they're able to 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 formulate this whole plan and just not have the airline the airplane like just stalled or oh uh, sorry folks uh, we're still cleaning the plane we're gonna be here for another three hours well that our plan is dead now yeah <laughs> um so. So this was this was a plane crash, right? At the opening mm. of a movie. Now, this plane crash was supposed to lead into the fuse, you know, and into the main credits. But your boy Tom didn't feel like that was exciting enough. <laughs> he didn't feel like a plane crash was exciting enough. That's why they have the rock climbing scene before the fuse scene. Okay. Before the opening title. Okay, one Tom Cruise is correct. <laughs> it wasn't enough. Uh, not compared to what we got, so fuck you. Uh, two, um, can we talk about the quality of the CGI of that plane crash? Because that was that was some solid Windows 2000 shit right there, dude. They run that on a, a fucking Excel simulator because it looked awful. It looked real bad. But whatever, that's the times. I just found it to be hilarious. So the plane crashes and we cut to uh, Ethan Hunt, the real Ethan Hunt, rock climbing. Uh, I believe this was actually Tom Cruise rock climbing. Of course, it was. Uh, he was. He was. He was cabled up, but he was. He was yeah. on the rocks himself. I I tried to tell my wife. She was like, "Is that real?" I was like, "It's one hundred percent real because <laughs> he he's a sociopath." He did approximately ninety five percent of his stunts, Jesus. and he he lied to uh, the insurance adjusters, um, saying that oh yeah 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 they'll do most of the stunts, and meanwhile he knew you know good and hell well he was going to do them because and he got into a little tit for tat with John Woo because John Woo was like bro like we got people for this, and he was like nah nah it looks fake. <laughs> He's not wrong, by the way. Like, there's definitely a point in the movie where you can clearly. There are actually a couple points where you can clearly see uh, Do Gray Scott's double, and yeah. they and they do like an unnecessary close shot of his double's face, and I'm like, dude, that's a stunt double. What are you doing? Like, you don't you don't have to zoom in. But never Tom Cruise. No, never that. So. Uh, early 2000s action heroes, you know, they go on holiday, they go on vacation, and what do they do? They rock climb with they free climb, free, no, yeah, no less. Yeah, free yeah. rock climbing with no cable. <laughs> Yo, that's insane. <laughs> that's nuts. So, so like, for, he's a majestic. He's a majestic. Like, look, like, look scene. at him with his with his wings Stand spread. <laughs> with your Jesus Christ pose. <laughs> Yo, I see that fucking scene. Yo, it is the most obnoxious Tom Cruise has ever been in a movie. Like this opening sequence is fucking bonkers. Dude, it's, it's that that whole that whole fucking hanging scene. It's the legs that get me. Like it's one thing to be hanging from the rocks, like the cruise things, but he even has the leg up. I'm just right, like, dude, right? Come like, on, come on. on, <laughs> come <man>. on. <laughs> that that is him sticking his finger. 
his alien-based religious finger in the eye <laughs> of Christianity. <laughs> I am Jesus. Look at me. Look at the hair. That's why he has the hair. It's the same reason. <laughs> yeah. Mission Impossible 3, he gets a haircut. Not in this one. He's like, nah, that, that. that is a beautifully feathered mane uh, that he is, is sporting in this film, though. Yo, like, but, okay, like, all bullshit aside, this action sequence is pretty decent. Like, for a rock climbing sequence, it's not bad. Him doing the reverse grab makes no sense. Your fucking shoulder would just immediately <laughs> blow out. But but as far as, like, him doing that jump and him, like, weirdly doing that thing where he's got his knee pinned between the rocks is dope. Like, it's a it's a cool scene. But he's a fucking insane person. You know what else is dope? Uh, these... Year 2000 Oakleys that he puts on. <laughs> because nothing screams 2000 like a pair of Oakleys. Um, Hold on. You have to explain to people how he acquires that so, Oakleys because that's important. So so he's rock climbing and he does he does the crucifix pose. And then he gets up and he's like, wow, that was I'm fucking awesome, right? And, yes. and a helicopter comes in and a helicopter... <laughs> There's a guy hanging out the helicopter who's got his own pair of glasses on, probably Oakley's because it's the year 2000. And he fires this rocket at Tom Cruise and and the rocket lands on the ground and Tom Cruise scoffs like, rockets, rockets, come on. And he goes over and, and the rocket is there. It doesn't explode, no, because the rocket is a container like you get... Uh, at the bank drive-through teller, <laughs> so, so he pulls it out and he pulls out his pair of Oakleys and he puts his Oakleys on and he gets his mission from Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, okay, one I, I laughed at this because one they're Oakleys. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Only people who wear Oakleys are racist. Everyone knows that. Um, but. I, I'm laughing at this one because it's like the ones with the microphone or the headphones involved. And I remember a certain person. Yeah, and he's laughing right now because he owned them, the MP3 player Oakleys, back in the day. Micah thought he was Tom Cruise. Uh, man, I, and I got him in college. And, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I owned a pair of those. They were the worst, man. They were the worst. <laughs> They, what did they have like a 16 meg yeah. capacity yeah, they could only hold like five songs dude five ridiculous and and one of them was the mission impossible 2 themed i think it was pre-programmed on the glasses <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, it was. deleted the fucking limp biscuit version i like how the chopper just fucking rolls out like they can't give him a ride down the mountain nope time, time, know, time is that. of the essence but no you got to climb back down tom cruise <laughs> yeah fuck out of here jesus I'll see you later <laughs> And then, uh, so he gets his mission, right? And he, he gets the, he says, and Anthony Hopkins is like, you can choose your team, uh, of three people, but one of those people has to be, uh, Naya Nordoff Hall played by Tandy Newton. Um, she's a, she's an expert thief and you're going to need her on your team. As always, should any member of your force, uh, be captured, the secretary will disavow any knowledge, uh, yada, yada, yada. So Tom Cruise fucking does this Tom Cruise thing where he takes his glasses off and he throws them at the camera and they because the, and they self destruct and then boom into the main credits.
and then look, these this main credits like the first Mission Impossible theme in the first movie was classic. It was cool. It was it had that cloak and dagger '60s vibe to it. This shit. Like, all right, yo, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Isn't this the fucking Limp Bizkit version? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just been like, get off for the nook. <laughs> like, yeah, fine, whatever. Who cares? Like, is it, it matches this movie perfectly. Oh, yeah. And, and again, concerned. we would go back to the more, like, it would be like modern remakes of it, but it would still be the more common theme in these subsequent films. This is the only one that just doesn't use the regular fucking song, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look, I mean, the explosion in the beginning, it's like, if you don't love this, you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> And like, yeah, this movie challenges your manhood 100%. Even the title explodes, right? Like, that's, like, that's the type of movie this is. Like, this is some Simpsons shit. This is some shit that the (laughs) Simpsons would parody. You know what I mean? Mission Impossible (laughs) 2. Is there a comparable James Bond opening, like, as ridiculous as this? I mean, I guess James Bond flew out of a horse's ass and knocked a pussy. That was pretty bad. <laughs> but, but I guess I guess this is equally as bad. Oh shit. Um so yeah, we we get the we get the main credits, right? And then all of a sudden, I don't know where we are. I guess we're in like Italy. Uh, Spain. Uh, Spain. Spain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz Florence, I think. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you hear you see some people dancing. Um like doing like some Don Flamenco dancing, right? And you see Tom Cruise uh, see, he, he's, he's looking across the dance floor and he sees Naya and this is the slowest fucking scene in the world because it's all just <laughs> slow. <laughs> like, every shot, every single shot. Uh, oh my God. I mean, it is, it is, it's ridiculous. Sexy. Sexy no, is the, the word you were going to Very. Like sex, like everything about the U thousand was just terrible. It was just horrible, man. Um, so Naya is on uh, a job and she's, she's trying to rob like a safe from, you know, this, this, uh, Spanish guy's house or whatever. And we keep cutting back to these flamenco dancers and I just, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Very unnecessary. Like, yeah. Like it, it doesn't like just play the song. Like we don't need to. All right. All right, <laughs> Naya, Naya goes in and she uh, is about to crack into this uh, safe, and all of a sudden Tom Cruise is there, and and they do this like faux James Bond meets the Bond girl tit for tat, right? But like no, none of them are fucking cool. May I may I just interrupt? And this would be a theme throughout the entire movie, and they would reference it throughout the entire movie. Tom Cruise's teeth should have received separate billing for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That dude is fucking tooth gritted like in every other scene, literally. He's a real douchebag in this movie. He is. Even even the villain, the main villain was like, you know, the hardest part about playing you was smiling like a grinning idiot every 15 (laughs) minutes. Like, yo. Yeah, like. (laughs) The movie even calls it out. I mean, that's the thing of like, this is the only Mission Impossible movie where I'm like, like, I love Tom Cruise and I love him in this movie, but I'm also like, yo, you're a dickhead. (laughs) Like, you're a real dickhead. (laughs) The other movies, like, 
He's a real hero. This movie, I'm just like, you're putting a lot of people in danger just to look good. And I don't, I don't care for that attitude. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm going to keep watching, but I don't like it. It's very odd. Um, yeah. Yeah, they do this like, they have this like faux sexual tension where it's like they have to hide in a bathtub at one point and, and, uh, and it just, it, it's, it's not, it's not sexy, yo. Like, it's just, it's just not. Well, it's because he's a scumbag. Like, he's on top of her at one point and she's like, do you mind if I get on top? He's like, I don't mind at all. It doesn't matter to me. And then she's over top of him and then they're trying to get me to believe that. Tandy Newton has big boobs, which I find to be hilarious. But, um, <laughs> I'm like, all right, yo, how hard are you going to stuff her into a push-up bra? We get it. Relax. And, like, he's like, oh, well, you put me down here. I just do as I'm told. As he's, like, the camera is literally above her cleavage pointed at him. I'm like, all right, John Woo. All right. We get it. Tits. Relax. Like, but that's the whole the whole time he's like that. It's really weird. It's very odd. Um so basically, she steals this. She steals this, you know, necklace or whatever from from this place, and an alarm goes off. Tom Cruise helps her out, you know, like, oh hey, you know, I'm the oh hey, uh, Spanish guy, you know me, I'm the security guard, you know, I'm I run the security, you know, agency or whatever, and I'm just testing out your your equipment, and this is my assistant, sexy girl. Uh, hey, what do you think, sexy girl? And she's like, yeah, whatever you say. By the way, sexy girl, let's get out of here. Oh, wait, don't you think you should give, don't you, don't you think you should give that thing back that you stole? Cause we're not really thieves. We're just, you know, and she's like, what are you doing, yo? And, and she <laughs> gives it back, right? She's pissed at him. I forget what she says. Um, but she says something like she doesn't work with cheeky bastards who, you know, have toothy grins. Like, she, she thinks he's a competing thief, basically. Yeah. Right. Like you're moving in on my turf, yeah. basically. And he's just like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to recruit you. I'm going to recruit you for, for a big job. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Medium job. My mom's relaxing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you squint right. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, she goes off, right? She drives away. Um, and uh, the next morning, uh, I guess she's been driving on. Hold. Night. In an Audi TT, which could not be anymore the year 2000. <laughs> right? This car, look, at the time it was released, it was the hottest fucking thing ever. And it's like, oh, she's got the Audi TT. She's so cool. I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. This movie, this movie might as well have a, just a time stamp right across the entire film. <laughs> it's crazy. So next day, I guess she's been driving around all night. Because she looks like she's wearing the same outfit. Um, she is. So she's Dirty. been driving around all night. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she gets a call. She gets a call. A call in her car phone. Year 2000. And and it is the biggest fucking phone I've ever seen in my life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. And Tom Cruise is on the other line, right? He's got some, you know, Motorola pill phone or whatever. And, so and cool. she's and she's like, how'd you get this number? Even I don't have it. I, I, what do you mean you don't have the number to your car? She stole that. She car, stole the so. car. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> she's a dirty night driving thief. <laughs> and um, 
And uh, she hangs up. Tom Cruise is like, all right, I'm going to pull up beside you, right? And then I'm a, and then I'm just going to yell really loudly because we're going eight miles an hour on this winding <laughs> road. Right. <laughs> so, but I need to get my point across. It's like, I need you to help me. But, you know, they're saying it uh, in, in, as if they're right next to each other, right? Yeah, it's in a conversational tone. He's like, I need you to help me. And she's like, I don't want no scrubs. A scrub. And it's like, it's weird. So, like, she's, like, playing, so she's like, all right, you want me to help you, but you got to catch me first. All right. So then they. Why? Why, why do because, I have to? Because do we want to. Because we're like James Bond, too. And and uh, we're and we're in the year two thousand, and she she pulls on ahead, right? And they have this weird chase scene. All of a sudden, at one point, uh, Naya loses control of the car, and she's spinning around, and it's in slow motion, and the and the hair is blowing, and then Tom Cruise pulls up next to her, and like these people are in fucking danger, okay? Like like I just I'm really, like, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, okay, okay. But before you get there, let's just take a moment to notice that they're driving on this road. She has no respect for automobiles and just slams into his Porsche, by the way, immediately. She was just like, you're going to have to chase me. <laughs> Bam. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm driving here. Like that, I was so baffled by that. Also, why is that Porsche having a hard time keeping up with that TT? <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it look, off. Look, first of all, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Try to kill Tom. If Cruise, you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Right? Like that. She's hitting. Well, man on the move is cold trickle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love these. These people are are spinning out of control. They're in danger of flying off of this cliff. Right? And all we see the slow mo of Tandy Newton, and she's like, ah, but in slow motion. It's, it's not, not a good, a good look. look. You know what is a good look? Tom Cruise's confident ass as he's <laughs> as he's spinning out. He's just like, "Hey, don't worry. Hair's billowing in the breeze. I got you." He's all backlit and it's and it's and it's dusty. It's dusty, but it's backlit, so it looks like a sepia tone. But it really does, yo. <laughs> also, they're playing like the theme from like. Fucking Metal Gear Solid in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Yo, man. this scene is nuts. You're right, my guy. Yo, he lo- look, and I mean this as sincerely as I can say it. He looks so fucking handsome <laughs> in this scene. It's like, yo, it's it looks like it looks like a scene. Uh, it looks like a scene out of like one of those really expensive like cologne ads. <laughs> Just like, are you driving off a cliff? Where CK from men? Dur, dur, dur. Like I'm like Jesus Christ, and she literally in that moment, if you if you if you turn the volume up, you can literally hear water rushing from the bottom of her car because she is in <laughs> love with Tom Cruise in that moment. It is incredible. No, it, like he is an incredibly handsome man at that moment. It is amazing. I mean, even James I Bond would be impressed at the speed to which the relationship goes from spitefulness <laughs> to se- to fucking sex. Like even yeah, even she, even like Pierce Brosnan is like, God damn, like slow, like, get, slow down, like get get on with yourself, Thomas. Go ahead. <laughs> he literally was almost driven off the road to his death, no less than two minutes before this, by her. She almost drives off the road to her death. 
uh, almost caused by him less than 40 seconds prior. They spin around lovingly. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, I don't know if you've seen my cologne ad. And then immediately he saves her from dying and she wants to fuck him right <laughs> there on the side of the cliff. They're just going to yeah, bang says, right there. What's your name? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Tom Cruise is an amazing person. He is. You have to put some respect on this. Guy. You do. Oh, man. Um, so once uh, he saves her life Jesus. and she finally gets his name, um, we cut to a scene of them uh, post-coitus. Um, She's so lucky. <laughs> and basically he's like, hey, you know, you trying to do this thing? And she's like, oh, you've got an interesting recruiting technique. And uh, it's <laughs> fucking terrible. Terrible one-liners. This dialogue <laughs> is atrocious, man. It really <laughs> sucks. Um, but and, and good and good to see, by the way, that Purvis and Wade were probably watching this movie intently, like taking notes for dying another day. I'm like, all right, this dialogue's excellent. Like, this is really great sexual dialogue. We got to <laughs> copy all of this it. stuff. <laughs> do you want to bang? I do. <laughs> Nailed it. No second quote takes. from the quote from the movie. Uh, as they are in the midst of pillow talk. Damn, you're beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that cool, guys? Isn't that cool? <laughs> I, look, I look. I will give the movie this. I will give it a, a small, small thing. It's kind of cool that, like, a big blockbuster like this, you get a woman of color as as um, as a prominent, you know, love interest. Uh, I think that's is, kind of a big deal. Um, Nicole Kidman. I mean, James Bond. Has James Bond done that yet? They've had uh, not like as a, as and not not as the not as the throwaway hot pussy he gets in like the end of Act One. I mean, like as an actual love interest. No, not until Died Another yeah, Day, which came out for this day. film. So, which that was um, Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> no, <laughs> or no, Holly Berry. Holly Berry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that don't count because that movie is just trash. <laughs> But then again, this movie, so... Okay. Um, Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise's wife at the time, suggested Tandy Newton be the love interest. And she was cast Ooh. before the script was written. Wow. So Nicole Kidman is definitely into watching Tom Cruise have sex Apparently. Um, she, uh, yeah. she took this role, right. and uh, by God taking bless. this role, she missed out on Charlie's Angels. So... Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I, must say, I, mean, I, feel, like, I feel like I feel like she made it okay. I feel like yeah. she made it okay. Yeah, I don't I, like. There's no winning there, but that's this is a type of winning. <laughs> wow. Um. So Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, next scene. He is grinning like a fucking moron. <laughs> Stop smiling. Jesus. I mean, look. If you're Tom Cruise in this movie, you got every reason to smile. Because you're, you're, the, you're the fucking man. <laughs> I mean, this is... You don't want to know how much he made from this film, by the way. You got to remember, though, like, he's, like, the producer, like, he's the driving engine behind this film being made, so he actually has, like, points on profits and stuff like that. So he, so he took him about $75 million. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, um, we have uh, the next scene. Tom Cruise... Uh, Ethan Hunt meets his handler, uh, Commander Swanbeck, played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, originally, this role was going to go to Ian McKellen, 
but he turned it down uh, in favor of because <laughs> he wouldn't have had time to do X Men. Or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Ian McKellen, <laughs> solid choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this gimmick that they do for the first five movies where he has a different big name uh, handler, yeah. basically, because this was like a rotating uh, thing that they would do for the first couple films. Who's the handler in the first one? Uh, well, that was the lowest name. That was um, uh, Henry Zerny, like at oh, the time. Okay. So, but uh, but definitely a movie that guy. But yeah, starting with this one because it went from Anthony Hopkins to Lawrence Fishburne uh, to Tom Wilk- <laughs> Tom Wilkinson and then to Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So a pretty yeah. a, a pretty good uh, rotation of, of names there. Wow. Okay. Yep. That's not bad. So he uh, he meets uh, Swanbeck and he gets the details of the mission. Right, like the whole um, good virus versus bad and uh, or bad virus versus antidote thing, and um, he gets uh, information on Boris the Blade, and he was like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew Boris. Uh, he was in that movie that comes out later this year called Snatch," and um, <laughs> and um, they were like, "They this is where the exposition comes in." And now, someone on that flight. Planned an operation designed to bring the plane down and make it look like an accident. Someone skillful enough to bring the whole thing off without a hitch. So there's one thing we know that Ambrose doesn't. And you do think it was Ambrose? You're not surprised. Sean feels he hasn't done the job unless he leaves a lot of hats on the ground. Yeah, the question is why? What was this uh, chimera in the covetous guy? Only Ambrose knows that. Now, in any case, you must recover this uh, whatever chimera and um, bring it to us. In order to do that, I have to figure out how he plans to make money with it. Mm-hmm. That is where Miss Hall comes in. Excuse me? Miss Hall and Ambrose had a relationship which he took very seriously. She walked away and he's been wanting her back ever since. We believe she's our surest and quickest way of locating him. And then what? Well, make sure she continues to see him, gets him to confide in her, and report to you. You made it sound as if I was recruiting her for her skills as a thief. Well, then I misled you, or... You made the wrong assumption. Either way, we are asking her to resume a prior relationship, not do anything she hasn't already done. Voluntarily, I might add. No. She's got no training for this kind of thing. But to go to bed with a man and light him, she's a woman. She's got all the training she needs. I don't think I can get her to do it. You mean it'll be difficult? Very. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. I'm open to suggestion. If you can think of a quicker way to get to Ambrose, you're welcome to try. He's like, look. Anthony Hopkins is like, look. We think it was Sean Ambrose, uh, Dean's brother. And he is he's played you before, right? So we think he played you again. And we wanted you to... We wanted you to get um, Naya on your team because we want you to use her as bait because Naya used to be in a relationship with Sean Ambrose. And 
Nia picks really bad boyfriends. <laughs> and like, and really Tom Cruise is like, Tom Cruise is like, I don't, I don't think she's, you know, we should use her for this. You thought you had me believe that we needed her skills as a thief. And he was like, well, uh, I misled you or you misheard it, but whatever. Thanks for getting her. And yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> and, and he's like, and Tom Cruise is like, well, I don't think she's ready for this. And Anthony Hopkins says some of the most like, like 2000s me was like, wow, this is really, this is really a cool line because I, I didn't have much experience with women. But now 2019 me is like, wow, that's kind of sexist. Anthony Hopkins says, what? She doesn't have, what do you mean she doesn't have the skills? I'm paraphrasing. She's like, what do you mean she doesn't have the skills to, to go to bed with a man and lie to him? She's a woman. She's got all the skills she needs. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, Anthony Hopkins, you're a dick. <laughs> Uh, not the only sexist remark come coming from uh, out of this movie. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> he, but I I will say this: Anthony Hopkins has one of the best lines in the movie, though. Like, oh, you know, what is it like? This is good. Like Tom Tom Cruise, like, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> well, that's good. This isn't. Um, he was like, uh, this isn't Mission Difficult. This is Mission Impossible. So difficult should be uh, walking apart for you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was he like, said ah, he, said he said it. He said it. He said the name. <laughs> yeah, which is which is. This is your second mission. All right, relax, relax. Tom. This is uh, payback for naming your uh, team something stupid like the Impossible Mission Force. <laughs> right. Just the like, I don't know, like the tough guys. <laughs> that would have been all right. The tough guy crew. <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'd see that movie. I would see that movie. Um. So, so we we cut to uh, Tom Cruise going to meet with um, going to meet with Naya. He explains the situation, and he explains that uh, you know. By, by explains the situations like look at these images of these crash plane and all these dead people that they killed <laughs> this is why you have to help me work for me help me and he's and he's like yeah so we basically need you as uh it was sean ambrose so we kind of need you to go in and infiltrate his compound and we think you know we f- we figured you can do it and she's like yo what the fuck is up with this man like this is why you needed me and he was like look it ain't it ain't like it's not how I pictured it would be. Oh, you are you are underselling. Yeah, the, that line is over, fucking overacting of these of oh, these. Of I'm scene. getting to it, and she's like, and she's like, <laughs> you know, I forget what she says, uh, but she's pissed, and and Tom Cruise is like, would you would you do you want me to to what did he say? He said something. He says, would you feel better if I didn't want yeah. you to do this? And she's like, yes. He's like, well, feel, feel better, better. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's an Oscar award winner. <laughs> he deserves a uh, fucking this, Oscar. This would this would not be the uh, the last uh, oh. very overdone oh, Tom no. Cruise shouty oh, line no. scene in this film. Uh, look, look. Here's the thing. I disagree with you. I don't think it is uh, overacting. I don't think it's bad. I think it's perfectly time for these situations. Sometimes, Brad, you have to <laughs> yell at people before you jump out of a hole of a building. I'm just saying sometimes you have to. You have to. to yell like Jerry Seinfeld. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have also li- I would have seen Jerry Seinfeld play this game. <laughs> As Ethan Hunt. 100%. Um, he, like, like in these scenes, he literally has the same tenor and tone. 
as when he's on the the, the windshield of a helicopter flying in a train tunnel <laughs> with a stick of explosive gum screaming, Red light! Green light! <laughs> <laughs> Fail better! <laughs> the, it's the only speed he knows. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's right. He is a man of two speeds. Slow motion, extreme speed. That is it. <laughs> so um, they uh, they set up a, a whole backstory for Naya that, you know, she was in prison and she, you know, basically that she gets out and she needs to she needs to hide out. And she they, they make it so that Ambrose is the one that kind of finds her. Uh, and and I think offers he offers to take her in or something something to that effect. Uh, I like their I like their uh, very two thousands technology. They're like we're going to inject you with this uh, tracker in your foot um, through your tattoo, so it doesn't show a scar. Very smart. Thank you. Yeah, they're very thinking there. But we're going to inject this into you. It can only that that chip can only be read by one computer in the world. How convenient! Um, it can never be detected, and it allows us to GPS locate you within three feet. Yes, in of anywhere in the world. Wow, a modern GIS can't do. To be that fair. Shit. <laughs> no, no, not even close. To be fair, this is the only film. In that I can think of that someone has had a GPS tracker injected into them that never gets removed for the entire movie. <laughs> no, forever. She has it there forever. No, fuck that. So we... The only way she's losing is to get diabetes and they have to cut her foot off. <laughs> that's it. And that's a sad... That's a sad little side note of Mission Impossible 3. I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, we meet the rest of, uh, of uh, Egan's team. Uh, pilot Billy Baird uh, and Luther Stickle, played by <laughs> Ving Rhames, uh, before he got yes. incredibly fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's walking in these movies, which is different than the future movie. Although he has a moment where he has to like run a little bit, and he's getting pretty fucking yeah, winded. He's got a couple moments where yeah. he's like, you got to get out of that van and you're going to die. And I'm like, mm, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to make it, dude. It's cute that you guys think so, but nah. You really not. Um, they all meet in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Sydney is uh, where biosite laboratories are located, along with Ambrose's residence, and it is the place that the foreign place to be in the year 2000 uh and <laughs> yeah. and you know surrounding years i think the matrix was shot it came out in 1999 i think it was shot in sydney um they just didn't call it sydney um so yeah ethan and uh the others stake out biosite uh while uh naya gets close to ambrose and begins uh, pumping for information um, what do you think? So oh, famously, uh, do great Scott who plays Ambrose. Uh, most people know this bit of trivia. He, he passed on Wolverine, uh, yeah. to do this movie. Good, good. <laughs> I, I could not be happier. Look, I'm not a huge fan of those X-Men Fox movies, but like, yo, come on, knock it off. <laughs> he would have been terrible. <laughs> he has, he has a very creepy overacting face in this movie too, by the way. I, I I just thought you were going to say he has a very creepy face. 
That's, <laughs> well, that's, that's probably more, 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 more correct. Yeah. So this, I don't care for this guy at all. So this meeting between Ambrose and Naya. Holy shit. They see each other face to face for the first <laughs> for the first time in years, right? Naya is walking up from a dock onto Ambrose's residence. She's wearing a scarf. The scarf is fl- the wind is at the wind is just like it it's working, right? Like the they've got the 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 big fans uh blowing at full blast right because there's but in every direction right because there's no reason for her hair to be for everything to be blowing like this right but (laughs) but it is everything on her is blowing right including the scarf that she has wrapped around her neck and is flowing in the back like some sort of ninja shinobi thing right and all of a sudden in slow motion mind you in slow motion (laughs) And Ambrose looks at her, looks in her eyes, and he he lunges at her. And he lunges like, oh, shit, what is he about to do? Is he about to hit her? What is going on? And he lunges. Bam! And he grabs the scarf. And it's right before it blew away. And then he slowly wraps it around (laughs) his neck. And he slowly brings her in. And this is... Yo, I don't want to hear anybody say anything about Zack Snyder and slow mo without mentioning John Woo because this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, very uh, a very presumptuous act by um, uh, Mr. Sean Ambrose. Like, yeah, thanks for getting me out of jail. I didn't say I was ready to like get back together. Like, relax. He's like, nah. If I catch your scarf and I get you out of jail, <laughs> you know what's happening. You you know why you're here. <laughs> yeah, this whole scene is fucking bonkers. Like, he catches it, but then the camera, like, zooms in. It's like, look how cool he is. Like, it wasn't that cool, dude. I've I've caught a scarf before. It's it's not that amazing. <laughs> no, I, I don't like this guy. He makes me very uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's ugly enough. He could have played Wolverine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's six foot two. That's that's uh that's Wolverine height. Classic Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> um here here's my question. Why why does the technology that that they're using, like besides as a plot device, is there any reason that this this satellite imaging technology works so incredibly slow? Oh no. The, the, this this is this is the movie. Of plot devices. There are yeah. so many plot devices in this film. So uh, many. Hurry, hurry. Why isn't it coming? Uh, it doesn't move as fast as I do. All right, all right relax, Ving. T- just take it easy, man. Just take it easy. Yeah, computer nerd. Also, any franchise that has Ving Reigns as a computer nerd is e- like immediately one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But that's fine. Um, so Naya infiltrates the compound and uh, we get, we get a, a classic, <laughs> yeah. just a classic Mission Impossible line. Uh, where Luther's like, Nye's in the compound. And, <laughs> and Tom Cruise says, yeah, we've just tossed a, we've just rolled up a snowball and tossed it in the hell. Now let's see what chance it has. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Zero. The answer is zero chance. I mean, it just sounds that, like those words, like I understand what he's saying, but like, those words just don't hit the ear right. They're ridiculous. That that is why they're ridiculous. And then Tom Cruise just stares at the only computer in the world that can read that. 
uh, tracking device and he's just staring at an image of the house. Like before they reveal that he's just staring at the image of the house, my wife and I are watching this and my wife goes, how the fuck is he going to see inside the house? And then I was like, see, no, he's not. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> this movie gives a fuck about science. More on that later. <laughs> um, Ambrose is horned up, man. Like he is, he is <laughs> super. Someone, super some would say he's gagging for it. But yeah. <laughs> Which is not a phrase a guy should use unless he unless he likes men. Like don't don't use it, 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 unless unless it's said with a uh, with a ridiculous South African accent <laughs> from an English actor. So. South African. Uh-huh. By the way, putting pairing Dugray Scott and Richard Roxburgh is an all time over actor uh, face. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> um. Where are we? So we get a little more uh, exposition. Uh, um, he's such a pervert, dude. He is. He's <laughs> like, I got you this dress, and she's like, and he's like, put it on right now with me looking at you, and and she takes her clothes off, and she's about to put it on, and then he he does his his famous his his famous scarf grabbing technique, <laughs> <laughs> and grabs her arm. And and he's like, and she's like, don't you're you hurting me, to, me. Don't you want me to put it on? He's like, yeah, later. This guy's a rapist, Dude, he's such a fucking creep. Oh my god, I I bet she was mad uncomfortable even filming with him, and I understand it. Gross. <laughs> so the this this is the part of the movie where they're. You know, this is this is where all the story comes in in the second act of the movie. Um, they she's there and they're doing their, I guess, spy thing of trying to find out as much information as they can to figure out what's going on. Uh, later, we see uh, Hugh Stamp, um, Ambrose's right hand man. Um, he is talking with Ambrose and he's like. Yeah, I don't really trust this chick who just came out of nowhere while we're at the precipice of making a multi-billion dollars, right? Like 30, 36, 36 million yeah, pounds 36 or something like pounds. that. Um, don't you find that a little odd? And he's like, yeah, but I want some pussy. So it's literally his, uh. His reason, yeah, like, yeah, this this motivation is really <laughs> odd. This guy's just like, and by the way, I'm so angry at you even suggesting that I'm a moron that I'm going to cut off your fingertip, <laughs> which seems excessive <laughs> considering uh, considering that he was just questioning his judgment. Perhaps that would come into factor into the film later. Yeah, well, we'll and- see. <laughs> what do you think she's really young? From her point of view, online. She wasn't exactly gagging for it when she left you six months ago. The question is, do you trust her? One considers her timing, of course. Getting nicked within a week of the plane going down. Suggestive. Even borderline suspicious. But hardly conclusive. We've thought about it at any rate. <laughs> Tell me, you. You don't exactly hang on Naya's every word and gesture, do you? 
It's a fairly ratty nail gun. Please. I suppose she is some sort of Trojan horse sent in by IMF to spy on us. Why should I deny myself the pleasure of a ride or two? Or don't you think I can learn more from her than she can from me? I do! I do! I do! I do! I do! I hear you must realize that some of us have the brother of sex to deal with. And I may or may not know why she thinks she's here, but I'm willing to take the risk. Because you, I am gagging for it. And, and not only that, he admits that he also agrees with him, but in fact he is gagging for it. G- gag- gagging for it, is this? <laughs> you, you ever said that? Yeah, yeah. You guys ever ever thrown that line out about wanting to sleep I, with a woman? I can't. I can't say that that phrase is in my vernacular. I disagree or with you, my, Brad. I don't lexicon. believe you. I can't. I'm trying to. That is something I've heard Brad say a lot. I'm like, dude, take it easy. Just take it easy. It's fine. <laughs> I can't imagine any of our wives' reaction uh, if we were to tell them, "Hey, babe, I'm gagging." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're admitting to a different lifestyle. That's cool. Go do that over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Have fun. Have <laughs> Here fun. are the divorce papers. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, that's a really weird line that I feel like no one thought through uh, more than about eight seconds. Someone in the writing room should have been like, um, no, <laughs> don't do that. Gagging for it and getting your gun off. Getting your gun off. <laughs> Uh, just I, I don't I don't know. No, I look. I will even I will allow getting your gun off. Like at least that makes sense from the like physiological standpoint. Like <laughs> oh my dick, it's a gun. I get it. Gagging for it is that does not work. It, it does not work in reverse. Sorry. So we are uh, at the Preakness Stakes. Hey, and um, and um, are they really uh, at Preakness? No, no, oh, no. I was gonna say wait, <laughs> so, what? There's some random horse track in Australia. Oh, I was like, dude, this so. happened right up the street from me. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, that uh, that that race course was far too nice looking to be confused with the uh, with with Pimlico. So. You watch your <laughs> goddamn mouth. <laughs> also, there's probably no crack vials there, so yeah, you're right. yeah. There are no there's there's no line of porta potties with drunk people trying to run across it while other drunk people throw things at them. <laughs> Yeah, don't besmirch my city. <laughs> we are a beautiful, beautiful town. Anyway, go ahead. So Ambrose is meeting with Biosites CEO Fat Christopher Nolan, aka <laughs> <laughs> John C. McCloy, uh, played by uh, what's this cast name? Uh, Brendan, Brent, Brendan Gleason. Yeah. Brendan Gleason. Um, Isn't Fat Christopher Nolan just Christopher Nolan? Like, <laughs> fact Christopher Nolan's doppelganger. There you go. Um and um he's uh his character's name is John McCloy. He's a BioSites CEO and he shows him a video of the Camara virus affecting uh Dr. Sergey Gratsky, Boris the Blade's colleague. Uh, By the way, thank thank you to Kodak for sponsoring this episode with their very 2000-esque digital cameras that are seen throughout this entire oh movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> they are very, very prominent. Um, so And they have has, Wi-Fi, apparently. 
Okay. Sure. So well, it's because they, they put a little a little uh little nipple on top yeah, of the little uh, radio connector. That's yeah. all you need. Boom. Technology. <laughs> Nailed it. Wouldn't be available for another fifteen years. <laughs> so Ambrose shows him this video uh because he's going to try and blackmail um the CEO of Biosite. Um the uh the IMF team the tough guy crew they're they're in the the uh horse racing event also and they they're getting all this intel and Ethan is um he tells her you know put this in your ear and so so we can so we can talk and you can just talk to me like I'm right next to you you can just talk to me with your normal voice like I'm right next to you about this super secret spy shit that we're doing in public and um if only he had this technology when they were falling in love during the car crash in the earlier part. <laughs> you wouldn't have had to yell it across two, uh, two cars. So um, they try to figure out what's going on. Um, Naya is able to uh, – the, the, the blackmail video is on a memory card. Uh, a 32 megabyte memory card, I think. It, it, that's what <laughs> Never forget this is twice the capacity of those Oakleys from earlier. <laughs> and um, and um, he puts it in his jacket pocket. Naya is able to, she uses her skills as a thief. See, it's a good thing she was a thief. Mm. And she uses it to uh, lift the footage um, and is able to get it to... Uh, to get it to uh, Ethan. Um, I think they are able to download that information onto Luther's machine. And um, she's able to put it back. But I think she puts it back in the wrong jacket pocket. And he knows yeah. it. The the right jacket pocket. <laughs> um, at one point... Um, at one point during the whole during the exchange, like Ethan Ethan comes up behind uh, Naya and and he's like, "Don't turn around, you know, because we have to make it seem like you know no one's we can't attract any attention." And you know she's a she's she's a strong-willed woman in the year two thousand, so she turns around because no man tells her what to do until they do. And, and right, <laughs> you turned around. Like even Tom Cruise, even sexist Tom Cruise was like, "You turned around. You're not allowed to do that. That's crazy. You're a woman. Oh my god. You're not allowed to do that." Um. So so later on, right? Because I think we covered everything at the horse racing scene. Uh, later on, the um, we see the biosite CEO get into a car, and um. Uh, he, he's, he's got a cigar and, and he's like, well, this cigar is not made of enough money, so I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, import, importantly, uh, before he leaves the, uh, the betting tables, Ethan tells Naya to get out of Ambrose's place. Yes. Yes. And they're going to come get her. Yes. So. Thank you. Um, so yeah, biosite guy is like, uh, I don't like this cigar and he tries to roll down the window and he, but he can't. And then he realizes that that's not his regular driver, and uh, he's George. He, he sees a newspaper with his death in it, you know, as as uh, you know, as if that paper is going to go out tomorrow. And he is, um, and and all of a sudden, some some gas comes in, and he's knocked out. Right. We cut to 
Naya. He was like, I didn't even get to make my fourth Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> now I will I will say this is this is a good bit of misdirection yes, to the is. audience because you are meant to believe because because yeah. Ambrose's men are following the limo. Um, and then in the next scene coming up, you would see Ethan. So you're meant to believe that Ambrose's people are kidnapping McCloy and that Ethan's trying to get Naya out of the, of the compound. Yes. Mm. Brad, yes. you say that like, you know, something else is going to happen. <laughs> this is, uh, this is the only time. And I mean, the only time you have to think in this movie, you have to mm. pay attention. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> So we 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 see Naya and she's running around the compound and all of a sudden uh Ethan grabs her and is is like shh be quiet be quiet okay be quiet right got you girl I we, got you. we <laughs> I got you in my manly arms girl <laughs> and and we cut to um we cut to uh, but weird, weirdly Tom Cruise looks more sinister than he does in the rest of the film in the scene why is that <laughs> I don't know <laughs> 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 well at night <laughs> when when Tom Cruise wears a scully shit gets real. <laughs> Like, why are you not? Wait, well, you're not, wait a minute. Why are you not smiling like a grinning idiot? <laughs> well, this is serious. <laughs> I got you. We cut to um, we cut to uh, the biosite guy, who is just he does not look good. Um, and he's <laughs> no. in this he's in this hospital bed, and he has this hallucination of Boris the Blade, and Boris the Blade comes in, and he gets him to confess his sins basically and uh it turns out that once boris the blade leaves boris the blade rips off his mat it rips his face off what? and we find out that this is actually ethan and and this was all a ploy just to get uh the biocide guy to admit to the crimes and he's like yes i'm guilty of being a businessman that wants to make money so wait if that's Really, Ethan? And how is Ethan also on the island saving Naya? <laughs> it turns out that the Ethan that is with Naya is not Ethan. It is Ambrose in an Ethan mask. See? What? Che- Chekhov's mask. They used it again. Face. <laughs> <laughs> And we see him uh we see him rip it off and now we're like and and um during the during their little interaction when Naya thinks that Ambrose is Ethan, she's like, I thought you were gonna come to collect me. I thought that we were going to uh I was gonna leave and you were gonna kill Ambrose and save the day, and basically I'm laying out the entire plan that you should already know about, but for <laughs> right. some reason I'm going to tell you again. And and uh, he's like, it's imperative that you do everything that Ambrose says. And then she's like, fine. And she runs away. And then and then we see him rip his face off. And now he's crying. He's crying because I guess he really loves it. Nah, yo. Nah. No, nah. you just got her to agree to do whatever Ambrose says. I'd be like, all right, look, I got a list of things I'm into. All right. <laughs> Now, you should probably take the advice of the other spy who you just talked to. I'm just saying. You're like, look, you have to do everything that Ambrose says. All the weird sexual things that he wants to do. (laughs) Never judge him. Never tell your friends about it. Look, look, he's gagging for it. So you know what? So you got to get that strap on and 
just do it. Just do what he wants you to do because he's gagging for it. He's gagging <laughs> to get his gun off. <laughs> <laughs> gagging to get your gun off should be the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> and, and like I said, it turns out that uh, he was convinced to do all this by Hugh, who uh, who said, hey, like, turns out they picked up McCloy just like we thought. Mm-hmm. And so, so now they know that uh, Ethan Hunt and his team are on to them and they figured out where he's going to go. Because he needs to go destroy the Chimera virus. This is my favorite part of the movie. The coming up. So, oh, the, from from this point forward, it is balls to the wall for the rest of this film. The last forty five minutes of this movie is just fucking incredible. That's funny that you say forty five minutes, Brad. You have literally another hour. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> there, there is there is pre there is the the first half where it's like, oh okay, this is pretty fucking dumb, and then the second half is. Uh, who cares about thinking? Right. We are, we are <laughs> done like, with like, that. Like most, most movies follow a three-act structure. This is a two-act structure. <laughs> this is a, this uh, is a strictly a two-act movie. And then the action acts. So. Yeah. No, no, it's it's mission and impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two acts. It's part two because there are two acts. This is the law That's and it. order of a Mission Impossible series. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Let's establish a story. Let's get this shit out of the way and go fucking crazy for the rest um, of it. So, yeah, the movie congratulates you for having to, like, piece that together with uh, the previous scene together with just, uh, you know, all-out action from this point on. So um, they do this thing that I, I – look, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> if, if you're if, – look – if it's what you what you're about to say, I 100% stand behind you. Like I love this part. They are so they are the team has to prep, right? Like we got to figure out how to do all this impossible shit, right? And then they especially in these movies because they they make it like, well, we got to do this and then we got to climb the rock of Gibraltar and then we got to <laughs> jump in the space and then we have to high five the moon and then we got to <laughs> land again uh on our tip so that we don't make any noise, like all this impossible shit that they do, right? And they're they're talking about it in this movie, like, oh well, um, we gotta we gotta infiltrate this uh, this building that can't be infiltrated. Um, and then they cut to Ambrose saying, "Well, Ethan will want to infiltrate this building that won't be that can't be infiltrated." And then they cut to Ethan is like, you know what? Let's go from the roof. And then, <laughs> and then they cut to Ambrose like. Knowing Ethan, his dumb ass would probably want to do something stupid like go through the roof. And then Yeah, what is he he says he's if you look at his case file, which I have, he, and, he and loves it. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I love to uh or Ethan loves to do some sort of aerobatic <laughs> insanity <laughs> instead of hurting people. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I want. Like I like this tip for tap back and forth. It's a it's a great moment, actually. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And um so we see we I forget what they're trying to get out of this building. The, the well, they're, they're trying they're trying to go in and destroy the virus because yes, there's still right. there's the there's the there's the file of the virus uh, that still needs to be destroyed, and then there's three remaining samples of it uh, that could be destroyed. So if Ethan can do that, then Ambrose will have a cure that doesn't actually have a disease because Ambrose didn't realize that the disease was inside of the doctor when he killed him. Yes. Um. So he does the Mission Impossible thing, right? Call back to Mission Impossible 1 where he infiltrates a building uh, from the top with a cable. Now, but in this one, he free falls from a helicopter and 
and he's got the the bungee cord or whatever the the cable there and he's falling and he has to slow himself down by like his just like his by yank by yanking the cord taut yeah. basically as he gets to the bottom this, this is not strike? a thing <laughs> come on dude nah, sure. yeah. good luck my, with your my entire my insides he, he, he reverse hung from a mountain earlier <laughs> the film we have we have we have a, we have already established yeah. ethan hunt's upper body strength uh, yeah you know what you're right in the in the in the world that is this movie it makes sense all right. How, how dare how dare you assume this movie would introduce <laughs> such a ridiculous mechanic without uh, first establishing it <laughs> in an ironclad fashion, dude? This scene, this entire scene is beautiful. Like it, it is, it is beautifully ridiculous. <laughs> like it just is. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, yeah, your whole fucking insides would have fallen out right on that floor. Knock it off. So, so, uh, Tom Cruise like has to because he doesn't want to kill. You know, a bunch of guards if he doesn't have to. So he's he's finding his way around the uh, the building, and I think he he makes it to um, to the room where the samples are kept, and you know it's the room where the samples are kept because there's a big green light in that room and that room only, which I guess means that that's where the samples are kept. Like, why is it in movies? And this is all movies, right? Where you have to get something, and all of a sudden, like no building is lit this way. No, uh, it's the mirrors. It's the mirrors edge design. How do I know which way to go? It's red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. Uh, Michael, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to the forty-second floor of a giant multinational pharmaceutical company? Uh, uh, no. H- how do you know that <laughs> this isn't what all their labs look like? Right. You're speaking from a point of ignorance. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> Sky's never cleared a cable in 40 seconds. Pathetic. Uh, you know what? You got me. Um, so while while Ethan is doing all that uh, aerobatic uh, insanity, Ambrose is like, fuck all that, man. I don't care about these people. Let's just go through the let's just go through. Right, I'm just gonna murder security guards on the way up <laughs> to the Just go through the lobby board. with machine guns. <laughs> just seen the Matrix? It was awesome. Let's do this. Now, for story reasons, Ethan cannot talk to his this team. This is that's my favorite absolute part. Like, <laughs> by the way, like for all the generators are on for eight minutes, we're not gonna be able to talk to one another. So uh <laughs> What? But but fortunately, all you have to do is kill the disease. Nothing bad's gonna happen. Oh wait, why is Nia's yellow dot coming towards the red dot of Ethan? Oh shit, we can't talk to him. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> so Ethan is uh, he's in the room and he's he's destroying all the the viruses uh, with. Uh, you forgot to mention he has a a laser cutter, like an automatic laser cutter to cut a hole in the li- in the fucking glass ceiling of this well lit mirrors edge lab, which is. <laughs> unbelievably ridiculous but okay. my, my favorite part and this is not the only movie that where, where it does this where you put the suction handle while the thing is laser cutting and when the thing is done laser cutting somehow like it doesn't just fall like you literally have to lift it out <laughs> right and that doesn't <laughs> make any gravity sense. works <laughs> oh look a perfectly cut circle clink bam oh fuck <laughs> yeah hold on to it dumbass <laughs> science um so Ethan is able to, he's in the lab and he's destroying, um, the samples and he destroys all, everything except for one sample. Um, uh, that, uh, the, and that sample is in the, uh, injection gun, right? And, and he would have destroyed it except as he was getting ready to pull the trigger, he suddenly 
thought, oh man, this is right where my friend the doctor was standing when he injected himself with the chimera virus, and that makes me really, wait, why are people shooting at me? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time to be nostalgic. Meanwhile, Luther's like, oh, we can't, we can't talk to him for another minute and a half or whatever, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, this impression of Ving Rains <laughs> is fucking flawless. <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, Luther hears something uh, hit his van that he's in. Uh, it turns out somebody put a bomb underneath the, the, um, the uh, van with a 20 second timer. So by the time, um, uh, by the time Marcellus Wallace, he he's he stares at that timer for a solid five yeah, seconds, like he, he knows what it is, and he's just like, hmm. "Oh shit!" Right. So <laughs> like, this is bad news. So his ass has to has get to up. Uh, get the computer, and he's got to get all his stuff, and then he tries to leave, and he his his jacket gets snagged on something in the van. Like, why do you have a fish hook in the van for no reason? Right. And, and, and uh, here in one of his Gucci jackets, is that, is that, what? Uh, that uh, Versace jacket, <laughs> oh, Jay, sorry. As, as he makes painfully sorry. clear to point out later <laughs> in the film. Yo, these are actually... Gucci shoes. I, I just stepped in horse shit. All right. <laughs> why are you wearing such expensive clothes? You're on a spy mission. <laughs> You're an IT guy. Get some shirts from Target like me. Relax. Nah, man. You got you to gotta do something with that Arby's money, man. <laughs> Is he an Arby's spokesperson? You didn't we, know that? He does the, have, he's, the We meats. have the meats. Like, that's him. On those wow. Arby's commercials. No, I, I, I am not up on my Arby's uh, commercial <laughs> information. <laughs> Jesus. So, Arby's, we have meat sweats. So does Bing Rains. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Luther's van explodes, but Luther makes it out. Don't worry. Luther, uh, somehow, his big ass made it out of there um, in, in the fifth. This is a seconds. science fiction film, isn't it? Well, it's everybody gets their superhero moment, apparently. And Goddamn what's, what's funny is that is that the only reason that that scene even existed, by the way, is just so that he couldn't immediately tell Ethan right away that the bad guys were coming to get him while Ethan was in the middle of the gunfight. Like they had to wait until there was a pause in the action so that yeah. it would be funny. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ethan is in this big shootout and he gets pinned behind uh, some sort of like uh, uh waist high video game style cover right by the way nobody i've never seen anyone shoot a gun while f- spinning in midair more than tom cruise does in Yo, this entire this movie. yeah because you've never seen a real hero before that's right like, all this stuff is like john woo stuff but it just doesn't look right and i don't know i don't know if it's just because tom it's tom cruise i don't know if it's just because it's a white guy doing it being directed by the Asian. Yeah, why isn't Chow Young Fat? Yeah, doing this? man, like Chow Young Fat was doing this, I could believe it just a little bit more. But Tom Cruise is doing it, and I just don't, I, I just don't see it. I, look, that look that spin around to where he like hits his back up against something, and he's got the two guns. I kind of like that move. It's kind of. I dope. mean, it is dope. Yeah, it's kind of a mo- it's a cool but, it's a cool moment. It is, but uh, but he's also like. Like when he's firing those two those two pistols, like he's not even aiming. Like it's just suppression fire. Right. <laughs> like, so not even aiming and shit. Brad, stop using facts. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't need to aim. Get out of here. Like, look what we're doing right now. Look, look what's coming up. Really, the aim is what you're worried about. <laughs> I'm just saying, Please. man. Like, uh, it's not. It... <laughs> 
like, like, first of all, shooting guns with Kimbo is not like it looks cool, but no, no, no. Yeah, why is there a fish hook in this band? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So the the MacGuffin, right? The injection gun with the virus in it is is on the floor, um, and um, Tom Cruise is doing all this acrobatic shit to try and to try and get cover. Meanwhile, all of Ambrose's goons are just firing willy nilly, and Ambrose is like, yeah. Stop! <laughs> You're gonna shoot the virus and have the virus come in the air, and then we're all gonna die tomorrow, right? And um, and uh, then we get like the villain and the and the hero, um, uh, going at it, talking to each other, right? And by the way, as cre- as creepy as Ambrose is in this entire film, I think the the aspect of him that bothers me the most is the ridiculous manner in which he says the word hunt every single time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really does. He's got to give it to you. I mean, it really does sound like hunt to me. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> and um, and Ambrose is like this tit for tat, man. He's like, uh, you know. So hey, hey, Ethan, how you doing? I was like, well. I'm fighting a bit of a cold. Uh, no, you're not. But, okay, and he, you know it's it's fu- it's funny, Micah, because the plot's premised around a virus. You see, oh, it, so. yeah. oh, oh, I get it, I get it now. And this is where you get the grinning like an idiot every 15 minutes. Yeah, line. um, <laughs> to get your gun off. He, uh, I always thought the hardest part was curbing that pressing need of yours to get your off. You were in such a hurry to knock off that 747, you didn't realize what you had. You, you, like, he does the Jeff Goldblum thing, right? Like, you you, you were too yeah. uh, focused on whether or not you could. You didn't stop to think you should. And um, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, they're, they're going back and forth. Uh, meanwhile, one of uh, Ambrose's goons comes in and tries to flank him. And Ethan's like, nope. And then that starts everyone firing. And then Ambrose is like, yo, quit it. All right, put no. He says, "Put a sock in it." No, us. I thought you said put a stock in it. Well, according to these terrible uh, closed caption, it does. <laughs> <laughs> even 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 the closed caption, he can't cut through his his insane Scottish accent. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Ethan cunt. That's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, so Ambrose is like, all right. So, oh, so you know, you know my plan, huh? I guess uh, little birdie's been telling you things, huh? You've been a bad girl, and then he pulls out <laughs> Naya and is like, "Come out here." It's a, fa- it's a fantastic line. <laughs> I don't like. Don't refer to grown women as a bad girl, Ugh, dude. Mm. I mean, that feels very. That feels very I mean, R. Kelly-ish to me. I don't care for that. I don't like that line. I mean, this guy's a rapist, though. So yeah, no, nah, <laughs> and, and a pedophile. Like and this guy says, is, is into it. He says something. He says something where I'm like, all right, yo, like you could have, you could have, you could have redid this line. Yeah, but he says, you know, that's the problem with women. Uh, they're like monkeys. They don't let go of one branch until they grab the next one. I'm like. She black. Well, and Tandy Newton is is his half black. I don't I don't like she, any she of black, that. yo. Like I don't like that, yo. Like you black. <laughs> my wife, my <laughs> wife was half listening to the movie. And she was like, "Yo, did he just call a black woman a monkey? Like what the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's wildly unacceptable." I mean, look, I get it. Like, yeah, but I, 
I guess know. I guess I guess Ving Rhames wasn't on the set that day to be able to, to <laughs> like, warn, warn them off of uh off of that line. Uh, I don't know if y'all should say that. <laughs> um, I I mean, but like the the funny part is <laughs> the less offensive uh the less offensive explanation for that is no, I'm not calling a black woman a monkey. I'm calling all women monkeys. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> They're all lower primates, right? Am I right, guys? Uh, is it cool? Damn it. Sorry. So she – this is the lighting. She goes <laughs> – <laughs> he tells her to go, get the, to go get the vial, right? And he's like, don't worry. I'll cover you. <laughs> and, and, and she walks over incredibly slowly. And this is just her walking slowly this time. This isn't the slow mo. This is just her taking her sweet ass time. But again, cue, cue up the, cue up the Metal Gear music again yes. as well. <laughs> yes. And she stands at a point right above the, uh, right above the vial. And there's one shot where she's, where it's just her in the center and she's backlit by some light somewhere. It's, it, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the light from the, it's the special light from the lab. <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, come on, yo. Like, I, I get like, there's one thing to be stylish and then there's another. It's just like this. It doesn't look as good as you think it does. It just doesn't. Um, and all of a sudden, she grabs the thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What she, what she? I'm sorry. Go ahead. She injects it. She injects herself. She she grabs the thing, and she's looking over at Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is looking at her, and she's looking at Ambrose, and Ambrose is looking at her, and and the music is swelling like a tree frog, right? And all of a sudden, <laughs> she fucking, she takes the shit. She takes the shit. Uh, uh, the vial, the injection gun, and injects uh, the virus into herself. And then she's like, nah, you can't kill me now, bitch, because I'm the MacGuffin. Dun, dun, dun. I love uh, my, fa- my favorite part of that specific scene is Tom Cruise is like, holy shit, I got to set my G-Shock. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I've got exactly 20 hours. <laughs> Well, what's what's also hilarious is having this play with closed caption because the second she injects herself and it, and it's like Tom Cruise is like has a shocked face like oh, oh, and he sets his G shock it just has in parentheses indistinct singing <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh shit! So uh, Ambrose is like, yo, you a bitch, yo. And, um, <laughs> yo, you, and she was yeah, like, you got a little yeah, Baltimore. Well. Yo, you a man bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, well, you ain't going to shoot me. Not this bitch. Cause I'm worth 37 million pounds. And she walks over to Ethan and Ethan's like, yo, what the fuck were you thinking? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was gagging I for it. <laughs> And she's like, I was just trying to save you. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Clearly. And, um, and Ethan sets off uh, a bomb that he planted to try and, to try and escape. And he, uh, he grabs her and lays down suppressing fire. All of this in slow motion, by the way. Um, at one point, Ethan hits, uh, uh, Ethan shoots and we see the gunshot ricochet off of waist high cover. But <laughs> the guy that's running at the cover, 
pretends he got hit and just like whoa <laughs> just falls yeah over. dude like he missed you by a good six inches <laughs> it's fine what do you think you were doing i wasn't thinking just trying to stop you from getting hurt that's all you who don't have a conscience i guess i lied you can't get us both out of here can you I'm infected with Chimera. You know you don't have a choice. Just do it. Do it now! This is a this is a solid uh, full ninety seconds of insane melodrama, by the way, because Ethan's because because while all this is going on, the uh, the the bomb being set off in the lab uh, has alerted the rest of the security team, so they're coming up and they engage in a gunfight uh, with Ambrose's men, and Ethan's trying to find a way out for both, and he and he can't, so he comes back up to her and slams the wall, and she's like, "You can't you can't get us both out, can you?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> and um, he proceeds to do, like, Tom Cruise is, he's a good actor. But when when he's, when he has a scene that he just, know, that he just knows he's hot shit in, like, he can be the most overacting overactor. Again, he has two volumes. Ever. He has regular Tom Cruise, and then he has red light, green light. And this is, this is the latter of the two. <laughs> This is this, yeah, it is. this scene alone um, should have gotten him a best actor nomination because it's so fucking good. You've got 19 minutes and 58 seconds or 19 hours and 58 seconds. I will not lose you. I'm not going to lose you. <laughs> Just stay alive. <laughs> My team is dead. They're all dead. <laughs> oh my god. This scene and, is so this scene I look, this movie proves to me one huge fact, one or two huge facts. Two, one, one, number one, Tom Cruise is can pull off damn near anything if he wants to, given enough money and like the lack of thought from the audience. <laughs> number two, you can't tell me you can't do a Just Cause or any of those type of uh, video games in the movies. This is it. <laughs> this is it. It's right here. <laughs> this movie proves it. Tom Cruise uh, screams and acts. At the top of his lungs, I'll get Bellafront into your system before then. Um, and then he he throws a pizza. I mean, he he's, he's got to yell over the gunfire. There's a, there's a firefight uh, well, happening. How in the else lab. can you hear him? Uh, well, how else can you hear him? Why doesn't he just pretend they're in a uh, luxury vehicle going at eighty <laughs> miles an hour? That is a good point. And use that voice. 
Um, so he blows a hole into the wall in the only in, in in the way that only a cool guy could do by throwing an explosive at the wall and shooting an explosive. He says that he'll get the he'll get the antivirus into her system. Just stay alive. I'm not going to lose you. And by, and by the way, the only the only way that he knew that that wall was an exterior wall is because it was the only unfinished wall in the entire laboratory. Like every like everything else is polished and looks fucking futuristic and he throws a fucking grenade at a thing at a thing that looks like a giant sheet of concrete and that's it yeah and that's the part in the video game it's like oh that's that's outlined very uh uh, interestingly (laughs) okay Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a bomb right there so he uh he lays he blows a wall he lays down suppressing fire in slow motion as he's running sideways and then he runs in slow motion and just jumps out the building For no goddamn reason, he (laughs) does a roll in (laughs) midair just because. There's truly no reason for that. There's no reason. (laughs) Except it looked cool. Except it looked cool. That was it. Wait, how are you going to reload the parachute if you don't? flip around in midair that's how parachutes oh work. yeah that's right that's probably true yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that slowed his airspeed velocity just enough so that he wouldn't break his neck when he opened his parachute <laughs> that was the that was the scientific reasoning for that uh for that flip you know what brad you're right that's we're we're the idiots actually that <laughs> we didn't know that <laughs> makes a lot of sense so the bad guys get naya and uh she's the she is the Yoink. virus and um they have the cure and they let her out in the middle of Sydney and they're just like, look, you're going to, you're going to, whether you like it or not, I think he says, you're going to be the typhoid Mary of Australia and I'm going to make a bunch of money off of you. Um, mm, okay. So it's like, all right, I, I don't know why he would think she wouldn't just kill herself, but, um, okay. Um, so they, um, they go to uh, their super secret, uh, but not so secret because you could see it from fucking map. Uh, evil island that uh, doubles as like a doubles as like a bunker, and it's 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 the it's the pharmaceutical company's chemicals offsite chemical storage yes. facility. Uh, you only know this because as they were looking for the building plans for the actual building they mention it for like two seconds and you're like i wonder why they had to mention that oh wait it's because they're going there later gotcha (laughs) blink if you'll miss it uh sean ambrose's motorcade has a lot of trucks but only two motorcycles that's weird i wonder why those motorcycles are part of this motorcade (laughs) (laughs) there's no way to know brad there's no way to know check out his motorcycle brad uh it's classic (laughs) um tom cruise sometimes you gotta joust (laughs) Tom Cruise is infiltrating uh, the island, and he gets to the island, and he—I want to—I want to pause on this because I just want everyone to understand during this entire end sequence, Tom Cruise is basically somewhere in between a professional wrestler and a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, no, and let us not forget Guile from Street Fighter. Yes. <laughs> so. Tom Cruise scales up the rock, right? And he gets, he gets to, uh, the, the level ground and he, he runs at this guy at one of the guards to surprise him and does his version of essentially Liu Kang's bicycle kick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> before, before hitting him with a Harlem hangover as he's laying on the ground. <laughs> wow. 
Um, we see him continue to run, and he again he does. Uh, an Yo, he fucked movie that role. guy up, dude. Like, like <laughs> let's be honest. That leg at the end fucked that dude's whole day up. Like it did. <laughs> he um he he continues to. He, we cut to the bad guys like getting ready to do the bad guy thing, and then we see Tom Cruise running again, and and he does an action movie roll for no reason. Right? He does a he does a forward roll just to open a a grate. At the at the at, at so he can infiltrate the underground part of this of this island, right? God, he's so cool. And um, we see him uh, attacking people from above. He at one point uses his legs to turn a guy's head, not break his neck. He turns his head because then he breaks his neck after he's on the ground. Um, we get what I thought were doves, but are actually pigeons. <laughs> because 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 pigeons would just be hanging out in the secure underground chemical storage <laughs> facility of a giant pharmaceutical corporation. That is correct. That is one hundred percent correct. We get one uh, of the one of the security guards, I believe, that gets beaten up uh, by Tom Cruise is the guy who uh, plays Heat Wave from the Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> which is just kind of hilarious. We um we get uh, a meeting of the 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 CEO. Uh, and his people and Ambrose and his people. And um, they give the vial of blood with the virus in it and the vial of uh, antivirus. And the doc, there's a doctor there and he's like, yeah. By the way, I always thought that doctor was John Woo because I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's Key Chan, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be John Woo, right, guys? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, hold on a second. <laughs> Look, I'm not a scientist, um, but I play one on TV. If you can take the blood of someone and it has the virus in it, do you need to keep them alive? Couldn't you just take a bunch of their blood and then well, no, replicate because, said virus? Because, well, Ambrose is is smart in this instance because instead of the... 37 million pounds that he was going to get he just realized oh wait a second if i spread the disease and they have to make a shitload of the cure and people have to buy it then the company stock is going to go way up and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna buy a controlling interest in the company no 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 i i understand that plot point i'm saying from an ambrose perspective does he need to keep naya alive like you can't kill me Yes, I can. I, I'm i going to drain you for all your dumb blood, and then I'm going to shoot you in the head. Who cares? Like, I, there's no reason for her to still be alive. This is just my point. This is kind of a, he, it's a silly point. Yeah, his his plan was that, you know, the at the end of the 20 hours, she'll, like, be all biobomb and just blow up. and, and Oh, like Oakley's. And, and, everyone, <laughs> and everyone will be infected by it, I guess. Uh, because yeah, he's like Brad said. He's like, nah, fuck this thirty-seven million uh, pounds. I want to be. I want fifty-one percent of your company. And he was like, I want stocks, stock options to be precise. Right, as if we had to understand all the right, difference. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, who cares? Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, now we're now we're using our brains. All right, <laughs> stop talking about numbers. Nobody cares. Um. Yeah, he wants to own fifty-one percent of Biosite. Um. And be one of those FD owners. Because uh, he's not smart enough to figure out what to do with this. He just wants the money. So um, Makes sense. 
yeah, whatever, dude. Um, I ain't mad at you. Uh, there is an awful lot of pigeons in this underground. Zone, <laughs> uh, we see Tom Cruise at one point running um, to attack a security guard and does something that even Guile can't do. Jay, even Guile can't do what Tom Cruise just did. A running standing flash kick. Even yeah. Guile has to kneel for two whole seconds nah. before he can do a flash <laughs> kick. Nah, nah. Tom Cruise just fucking runs and just flip kicks that guy in the face while pigeons are around. Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, little known fact, did not use a harness for that. He did that for real. <laughs> you can't, if you look at the scene, you can tell how authentic and how reasonable that move is and how it definitely does not look like he's on a harness. Yeah. Tom Cruise uh, does this thing movie. where he he opens a door uh, the only way cool guys know how to open a door. <laughs> With an explosion. <laughs> By throwing a pipe grenade at the door. <laughs> By the way, yeah, obviously, for some reason, I appreciate the fact that he throws it directly from the backpack instead of just like taking it out first and then chucking it as if as if the extra two seconds was was imperative yeah. in order to do that. Time is a Look, if, you, if you aim it, you're a fucking pussy. A real man fucking throws. <laughs> Boom. No problem. Um, a pipe grenade. <laughs> Where did you get that? I don't know. They give them out at the IMF uh, fucking store before you leave. He um he part part of it was probably like, man, I really hope my spare Oakleys weren't in that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he uh so he opens the door right explosion boom two guys thrown back from the explosion probably dead. Um, and we cut to, uh, Ambrose looking at the door with the fire reflected in his <laughs> eyes. All right, He's yo. so mad. The fire is reflected in his eyes, but you don't see like the glow of the, the, the fire, you know, on his skin or anything like that. But, but nah, all right. All right. Style of a substance. That's the name of this movie. And, uh, but, but also Ethan does the, he does the, the cool guy thing is, which I've never seen in another movie. But he does his version of... I'm just going to troll troll the villains. Right. Like, he does his version of, like, walking away from an explosion without looking at it. He walks past the room like, yeah, you like that shit? That was dope. I'll be outside if you you, you want the smoke. Like, that shit was crazy. That's a villain move. One single dove flies through the flaming door. And this dove is like, this is the Jesus dove, right? Yeah. Because it is glowing. Like I'm It literally is. It. it is glowing. Uh, the only thing glowing more than this glove is Tom fucking Cruise as he walks past and is just like, fuck you, bitch. And then just, and, and he's got this, you want me, come and get me. And Ambrose is like, well, somebody please run that bastard down. Please. Pretty please, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna send the other five guys that I have in the room with me to, to go take care of Ethan Hunt because I'm a coward. Um, so um, Ambrose is like, all right, look, you know, start this, start this transfer. You know, I want all this money and stocks and all that. Start the transfer with this incredible Wi-Fi that that uh, can can penetrate this uh, this this underground bunker, <laughs> this concrete bunker. And um, and uh, the transfer starts. Ethan uh, does. Uh, we see um, the right hand man Hugh, and he's like, "All right, we gotta find. We gotta find Ethan. Let's go." And um, the five guys are 
they run they run ahead, right? And uh Hugh is the the right hand is 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 trailed behind. And he thinks he hears a a, a bird. <laughs> Uh, the other dove in this movie, and <laughs> and he turns around, he sees the dove fly out, and he's like, "What the fuck is a dove doing here? Let me investigate." So he goes to the doorway. And he, he's a budding magician. He was like, "Yo, I could collect these doves. This is a really great idea." <laughs> and he goes, and Tom Cruise uh, fucking kicks him in the face, and um, and knocks him down, but. But uh, Hugh still has his gun and he points it right at Tom Cruise. And instead of just pulling the fucking trigger, like, you know, he was supposed to do. He he talks to uh, Ethan and he's like, you sure you want to do this? And Ethan grabs a grenade out of his backpack and and he uh, pulls the pin from the grenade. All in it, slow motion, by the way. All in slow motion because. because <laughs> Very important to point out. Because, Absolutely. Because reasons. Throws the uh, grenade between the guy's legs into the requisite hazardous uh, material that means that it's obviously flammable, right? And we see a big explosion. And uh, we cut back to uh, Ambrose, and they're like, what was that explosion? And Ambrose is like, yo, just finish the transfer, man. And then he Get gets me my from- goddamn money. <laughs> so he gets a call from Hugh, and he was like, Hey boss. And he was like, and the boss is like, did you get him? He was like, yeah, is he dead? He was like, eh, more or less. He was like, more or less. He was like, all right, bring him to me. Right. So we see Hugh come in with a bruised, battered, beaten up Ethan Hunt. Uh, in slow motion. In slow motion. <laughs> hog tied. Right. And Hugh brings him in there. And, and, and I, ha- I have to describe this because we're going to get into it, but I have to describe it. Right. <laughs> Hugh is his he he throws Ethan on the on the ground and he goes to it's the back of the room. And um and and what's his name? Ambrose comes in and he's looking at Ethan and he's like, Yeah, I got you, bitch. And he kicks him in the face and Ethan's like right and 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 Ambrose shoots Ethan in the knee and he's like and 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 Ambrose is like Hey, stop mumbling, bitch. I just shot you in your knee and stepped on it. Shouldn't you be screaming? And he was like, how about you give us a big smile? And Ethan is like, mm, 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 mm. and, and, um, uh, bioside guys like, yo, what are you doing? And, and Ambrose turns around <laughs> and is like, sit, get on your knees. This is called getting your gun off. And bam, 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 bam. He shoots Ethan, right? And choir singing requiem <laughs> is according to what I have. <laughs> and he shoots him, right? And and then Ambrose finally realizes, holy shit, Ethan hasn't opened his mouth at all. Like usually people will scream when they get shot. And like, what the hell is up with this? And then he looks at uh, Ethan's hand, and he sees that Ethan's hand has a bandage on his left pinky finger. And then he's like, wait a minute. And he he goes up to Ethan, looks at him, and then reaches towards the back of his neck and pulls off an Ethan mask. It was Hugh all along. Which meant, wait a minute, if you're Hugh, then the other guy must be Ethan. All right, look. It's it's a it's a good thing that Ethan had both an Ethan mask Thank and you. a Hugh mask and the voice imprint 
for for Thank Hugh you. as well. All in his uh, backpack. Right. All, otherwise, this could have been a really embarrassing how, situation. How? Involved. How? how? <laughs> he kept it there. He kept it in his backpack next to his regular grenade and his grenade uh, pipe <laughs> and bomb. His pipe bomb grenade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just want you to make sure you guys understand also, he also had a Naya mask. He had a John McCoy mask in his bag as well. Uh, he probably had a Luther mask for some reason, just in case. <laughs> he, he had all the masks with him. Yeah. He was fully prepared. That's why he needs such a large backpack. Which you, uh, Again, you're you, saying things that just make sense to me. <laughs> what you don't realize is that Ethan Hunt, before he was a super spy, was a professional host at, a, at an award show because he was able to tr- change out of one outfit and into <laughs> another and change the <laughs> other guy, put his outfit on the other guy in record time, right? So he literally jumped in the air, did a forward flip and shot a guy. (laughs) (laughs) But he did that. But before he did that, right, because he's running out with the with the MacGuffins. Right. So he's running out. But and and he, he falls on the ground. He's like, wait a minute. Something's not right. I know what it is. And he reaches in his coat and puts on some fucking sunglasses, bro, because we're we're in the home. By the way, I, I love. I love how in the confusion in the room, he was able to snatch the vials and run out of the room. <laughs> no one before noticed. Ambrose was even able to notice. Because <laughs> yeah. Ambrose is so focused in on in checking, uh, you know, checking Ethan, the supposed Ethan in slow motion. But but there are other to... people there. Like the the <laughs> like the bio side guy should have been like, "Yo, what's your boy yeah. doing? Like, why is he I'm, running off with the vials? Like, he's getting his gun off. Shut up!" Like <laughs> Ambrose is like Ambrose's uh, uh, computer guy is there. Like, you, are you not paying attention? Is no one paying attention? Um, Ethan is running. Like Jay said, he does a forward flip. He does a forward flip. Instead of just turning around to shoot the guy, he does a forward flip while upside down, he's able to see behind him and shoot the guy that was chasing him. And then he gets back up. He's like, oh shit, this is, I know I'm Tom Cruise, but I'm not faster than a motorcycle today. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, agree to disagree, Tom. Agree so, to disagree. So a motorcycle guy is chasing him down. For some strange reason, the motorcycle guy hits a ramp, a, a ramp made of dung, apparently. And, <laughs> and Tom Cruise, it, the, the motorcycle is above Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise takes his gun out, fucking shoots. He's directly below the motorcycle. He takes his gun, shoots the guy off of the motorcycle. Doesn't hit the motorcycle, by the way. Just hits the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy flies off. Tom Cruise is like, ah, this bike's mine now. Tom Cruise looking as edgelord as possible, wearing a black shirt, <laughs> black pants, black coat, black sunglasses, riding around on a stolen black motorcycle. Uh, it is a black leather jacket. <laughs> that is very important. The, the, I mean, to be fair, this is a unique look that I've never seen in any movie that predated this one. So, no. There's nothing that came out this year or the year the prior. The one before. No. Yeah, that. <laughs> yo, he, like this. yo, he is he is in fucking full Neo mode in this last scene. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Um, we He's see starting at one to believe. point, uh, we see at one point, uh, Tom Cruise is, uh, on this motorcycle and he, uh, this at the, he's being chased by a car. Luther covers him. Um, he comes down at, at about the one minute 40, uh, the one hour, 42 minute, 42nd, 44 second mark. Tom Cruise is, um, 
using his bike to jump onto a, a bridge and <laughs> and just the effect of that bike magically just kind of floating from the top to the bridge is just magical to me um, it looks Yo, he literally he landed that bike with the with the power of xenu like it was amazing. <laughs> you see you see tom cruise ride a bike through fire he did that for real with no like fire suppressant or fire suppressant gel on him he just wanted to ride a bike through fire who doesn't look at this guy <laughs> he looks like a badass Right. A- after Luther grenaded the uh, oncoming truck because he was mad that they th- those punks put a hold in my Versace jacket. <laughs> Never forget that Luther is an IT guy. <laughs> On the team, he's just the computer nerd. But apparently he is accurate as fuck with a grenade launcher <laughs> from a helicopter. All right. That's <laughs> okay. So, um... This this chase scene is is happening, and it's, it's just more of Tom Cruise uh, shooting shooting guys in moving vehicles while on a moving vehicle with pistols. Uh, at one point, he's <laughs> pinpoint accuracy. Pinpoint accuracy. At one point, he's able to shoot the tires out of one car, jump in front of uh, uh, that, uh, right in front of that car, do an endo, which is the opposite of a wheelie. He's doing an endo <laughs> right? in front of the car. Bends the bitch around and then uh, fires at the car again with his pistol to blow the bitch up. Yo, no, 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 no. Ho, 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 ho. That was a lovely explanation, but let's go a little deeper into the insanity that is that that was like 20 seconds. One, doing an endo on a bike, not particularly easy. That's fine. <laughs> doing an endo on a on a bike in the middle of a chase. And then using your like centripetal force by just putting your arm out and doing this to turn <laughs> the bike is insane. And then landing said bike and then shooting and then blowing up the, the car is absolutely one of the greatest action sequences I've ever just, seen in a movie. I just love how the endo was so good that they had to show the they had to show it to us three times in sequence. Yeah, basically. you goddamn right. <laughs> Tom Cruise ain't trained for eight minutes for you to forget it. Like, nah, fuck that. That was insane, dude. Holy shit. Like, like that scene, like everyone knows, like, oh, the, the fucking part that's coming out. But yo, this part is absolutely nuts. Yeah. This ain't no slouch, man. <laughs> God damn So man. Tom Cruise, uh, the, uh, the movie remembers that it has a story to tell. So <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, are it you doesn't. sure? <laughs> yeah, you're lying. So, so Tom Cruise, uh, for a second, because Tom Cruise is like, he's talking to his guys, and, he, and he's like, uh, he's talking to them through the earpiece, and he's like, bring, bring Naya to me. The earpiece is failing, and I can't really talk right now, so I'm just going to take it out of my ear. But you bring her to me using the GPS. Just bring her to me. And then he takes the GPS out, and he throws it. All right, enough of that fucking story <laughs> bullshit. I don't have, I don't have that kind going. of time. <laughs> Tom Cruise is being chased by... A plethora of vehicles, uh, and at one point, Optimus fucking Prime comes through, and and this 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 big ass truck just comes through, barrels through some of the uh, the goon cars, and yo know, this this action scene, look, this movie is ridiculous. 
But like this is this is the payoff for it. Oh yeah, like, like and and the setup for the truck hitting the one car is hilarious because he starts fucking burning his tires on the ground to create the the most smoke you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life coming from a motorcycle. Absolutely, just to blind them so they wouldn't see the truck coming. And then of course as the as they <laughs> as they stop in the middle of the intersection, the dude the dude uh, the computer guy Ambrose's computer guy who's in the back of the car. Does um what I can only the the film that I remember the most from is in the Lost World when fucking Jeff Goldblum's black daughter is about to do the parallel bars and she literally <laughs> tells the Velociraptor, "Hey you," and the Velociraptor <laughs> does like the turn, huh? does the turn to, to look. <laughs> he makes that face right before they get plowed by that truck. Oh shit! <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, so most of the goons are taken care of, right? So now it's just fucking mano y mano on each on a bico, right? And <laughs> by, by, by the way, you, you you pass over, but some of the other goons somehow get knocked off the road and just crash into other cars. But for some reason, I, I guess this is a James Bond film because when they just basically crash into other cars, the back of their car explodes and flips them up over the car line that they crash into. Good. For no reason. <laughs> for no reason. So we get, uh, so Ambrose, so Ethan is trying to get away. Ambrose is oncoming, right? Ambrose is oncoming. Ambrose, he ain't no slouch either, right? On, on his own motorcycle, out, by the way. On his own red motorcycle, right? He pulls out a, a gun. And I like how they had to give him a, a, a separate color motorcycle yeah. because it's just two white guys in all black <laughs> wearing sunglasses. <laughs> but so Ambrose is is coming at Ethan head on. He pulls Ambrose pulls out a gun, starts shooting at Ethan's bike. Right? Ethan is like, "Oh no, I'm exposed. The only thing I can do right now, instead of turning, is to hop off of my motorcycle <laughs> while it's moving, and 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 essentially." Uh, uh, kind of halfway ghost the motorcycle, right? Yeah, you got to like ghost ride the whip. He, <laughs> he is on the side of the motorcycle, taking cover underneath the handlebar. No, it's just to the side, like he's using the motorcycle as cover. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, it's a side saddle ride. Right. But but here's the thing: he's coming directly at him. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, all I know is it's amazing. Um, uh, at one point, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit ahead of you in the video. Yo, this is insane. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan is is riding the motorcycle and he's in front of. Oh my Ambrose's god, this, this, this is the this is the thing that got me. Yo, like Ethan just takes a gun, blind and fires a pistol with ten point accuracy bam, to knock bam, out Ambrose's bam. windshield. <laughs> He didn't hit that bitch once. He hit it twice. <laughs> <laughs> like the first one knocked off most of it, and the second shot cleared the rest of the debris out of the way. Oh, shit. Ambrose, not dead, of course. <laughs> no, of no. course not. The, no. Wind, the plastic windshield stopped a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Brad, you're actually, you're, I, I hate to say it, you're actually wrong. He doesn't blind shoot it. He's looking in his rear view mirror oh, while driving a hundred miles an hour on a motorcycle. Uh, hold on a second. I don't know uh, how. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, white men can do how, anything in these movies. They're amazing. <laughs> God damn. Um, Shooting from the yeah, rear view this is mirror. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, at one point, the uh, the two the two uh, the two guys the um, 
they they meet up in 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 okay uh, how do how do I describe how do I describe this? Uh, uh, some sort of weird desert? I, I don't know a desert. It's, atop. It's, it's, a, it's a rocky. It's a rocky beach. Yes, it's a okay. rocky beach. Yeah, it's very rocky because at one point, like I don't know how these guys got crisscrossed, but totally crossed. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they're. But like one guy, Ethan is going east to west. And and um, or west to east, and and Ambrose is going north to south, and Ambrose just kind of jumps over top of Ethan to make him lose control and to to uh, get him to you know peel out on his bike, but Ethan doesn't like because he's such a badass he can't fall off that bike. Nah. He, Ethan gets off a bike when he wants to. Get <laughs> there, were, there were three instances during this chase. Where either where any any mere mortal not imbued with the powers of Scientology would have had to lay the bike down, and even I'm just like, nah, no, we're good, absolutely we're good. Not. <laughs> so so we get a stare down, right? We get the the white guy with the billowing hair, the dark outfit, and the sunglasses on the black bike versus the white guy with the billowing hair and the dark outfit and the sunglasses on the red bike. And they're coming at each other. They're a fucking Spider-Man meme. (laughs) (laughs) Same person. They are they are jousting, and and it's like I'm more of a man than you are. I'm gonna pop a wheelie while I'm jousting. (laughs) Not to be outdone, bitch. I'm popping my own wheelie. Yo, this is the weirdest fucking situation. Like, there are often times where I think to myself. Are men as stupid as women say we are? And then I watch movies like this and I'm like, yeah, no, we're dumber. <laughs> we're legitimately dumber than that. Like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> we're watching a bike joust. <sighs> like, they're not horses. You don't have to rear the front end up. Fucking, that's what they're doing. That's what this is supposed to be. And it is John Woo. Like... <laughs> Seeing that scene, I need people to recognize, like, it's not crazy to say John Woo's not a great director. I'm sorry. That scene alone, you go, nah, yo. Like, maybe he's not. He's had some good movies in the past, but I think he might have, this might have been it. This might have been the end of it. Um, Holy shit. Did they let John Woo direct another American film after this? <laughs> Did they? Did they? Because they should have deported his ass back home. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. Oh, it's shit. amazing. So um after they rear their their uh their steel horses because <laughs> they're what, wanted dead what's or alive. That, what's, that, what's that fucking 80s song? Uh, uh every rose has its thorn or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been playing when this scene happened. <laughs> And um, they wait. They cut to a quick shot of one of the bikes. I think it's Ethan's with uh, fuel leaking out from it because yeah, it's Ethan's. Yeah, because we have to because because that's we have to have that shot because that explains that when these two bikes collide with one another, they explode because uh, they do. Good good thing. Good thing they both jumped off by the way and did the double clothesline spot because otherwise they would have both been dead. <laughs> But they don't, it's not even a clothesline. They just do the ultimate chest bump, which, by the way, like, again, I'm not a doctor, 
but would have just broken all of your shit right here. <laughs> like just all of this, all of this is destroyed. Like everybody's chest plate is just fractured, but they just smash into each other like two dumb dude bros. <laughs> that was their move. This shit is fucking crazy. They and the best part is the close caption. Both grunt. <laughs> That's what it says because it's accurate. Um, they do the uh, they do the uh, they do the bro dog chest pump, the ultimate chest bump. Um, so it was so it was so masculine that fucking motorcycles just had to explode uh, as they. Yeah, that was the jizzing part. As they uh, as they fly uh, away, they both hit the ground. One of the guns, the, the last gun uh, uh, that these guys have um, flies away. The two of them are fighting, right? Um, Tom Cruise is doing all these fucking karate kicks and shit. Uh, he gets... Oh, he th- this was this was like watching WWE circa uh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. and Sigurdys, Uranagis, Superman punches. It, it's all okay, in this fight. Yeah. It's uh, all here. Uh, Ethan has him in a in a in a chokehold. Uh, Ambrose, because he's a villain, picks up a rock and fucking hits him. <laughs> he also kicks Tom Cruise in the face while he's down, which is not okay in MMA rules. <laughs> um, uh, Ambrose uh, does uh, the Brie Bella style kicks, and he uh, he kicks the he kicks kicks Tom Cruise in the face. Um, he uh, then he 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 kicks him, but he kicks him to the point where Tom Cruise regains his balance. I don't know how the hell that happened. Um, <laughs> That's how awesome Tom Cruise uh, is. Apparently. <laughs> or how powerful John Ambrose's kicks are. Fucking Tom Cruise does a spear at one point. Um, gore! Gore! Ambrose oh fucking mounts him. Uh, Tom Cruise tries a Kimura, uh, then, but but gets put in a headlock by Ambrose. And, and um, at one point, at one point, dude, Fucking Tom Cruise hits Ambrose with a modified rock bottom. I shit you not. This shit is fucking amazing. Um, they a knife gets pulled out at one point, and um, uh, he Tom Cruise's face gets slashed, uh, but Ambrose gets the upper hand and kicks Tom Cruise to the ground, and Ambrose jumps up in the air and fucking. Brings the knife down on Tom Cruise. Arya Stark style. Okay, now look. There's, there's. Let me see if I can find it because I found a piece, a piece of trivia about this scene. That is a real knife, and it is, it is 100 real. Right, like a quarter inch in front of Tom Cruise's eyeball. This was done at the behest of Tom fucking Cruise because it, <laughs> he wanted it to look real. Right. It looked real. Relax. <laughs> Because it was real. And John Woo was like, I don't know about this, man. Like, we should just have it, like, near your face. Tom Cruise was like, no, the blade has to touch my eyelashes. And and they they did it. Uh, They measured, you know, what they needed to, to measure to get the knife uh, a quarter inch from his from his actual eyeball. And and they rigged it up to a harness. No. And Tom Cruise told um um uh, the guy who plays Ambrose to use his all of his might to try and stab him because he was so you know sure that the harness would hold and he wouldn't lose a fucking eyeball. Tom Cruise is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> nah, yo. I mean, I, I get it, right? You, you, you're, you, you, you're a, a master at your craft. Nah, yo. I, I, I ain't trying to die. I ain't trying to lose an eye. 
Look, Sci- Scientology Jesus Apparently. will not let him die. And who is Scientology Jesus, you ask? It's Tom Francis. Right. <laughs> um, in case you forgot that uh, there is uh, more story, um, to, uh, Ambrose says, you know, he taunts Ethan. He's like, look, your girl going to die, yo, because it's almost time. And then the movie flashes back. Oh, yeah. Remember, she injected herself with a virus. Like, don't forget, like, all this wacky shit. Like, don't forget that we still have a story to tell. Cut to Naya about to commit suicide by jumping off of a cliff. Uh, she gets picked up by Luther and, and, and Billy or whatever his name is. So, not Simon Pegg. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. he, he's just a stand-in till they cast Simon Pegg. That's yeah, all it is. Pretty much. Um, uh, at one point, um, they start fighting again. Tom Cruise uh, hits Am- Ambrose with an insiguri, uh Kick to the back of the fucking head, man. Yo, um, he beats the he brakes off this dude in this fight. Then he hits him with like a standing missile dropkick, yo. Like this is a <laughs> this is a pretty beautiful dropkick, man. <laughs> yo, Tom Cruise is just taking out all of his space like anger on this guy. Like it is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Tom Cruise does some like cartwheel capoeira shit, uh, where he hits Ambrose in the face. And um, knocks Ambrose out, and then Tom Cruise sees the helicopter, so he starts walking back. Right, uh, you got to pick you, you got to pick up that jacket though. Um, and he picks up the jacket, and he's got the he's got the cure for her. Right, and here comes uh, big ass Luther, and he's like, <laughs> "Dude, uh, dude, a sprint out of the helicopter." Yeah, yeah. Dude. Was he? Was he <laughs> <laughs> doing like a doing like a forty five forty? And well, it's, it's notable because, the, because that was <laughs> it's notable because that was the only scene in the movie that wasn't done in slow motion. Like that was done in right, real speed, but it damn, like right? Compared to the rest of the film, so <laughs> damn they couldn't they couldn't help my, help my boy Bing out. Like, he couldn't have slowed it down. So so Luther's Luther's there. Um, uh, the, Luther's on one side. Tom Cruise is in the middle. Ambrose fucking wakes out of his unconsciousness. Right. And after, by, by the way, after being KO'd, when Tom Cruise kicked him in the face, you could literally hear be like, KO, oh, 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 as he was flying slow motion <laughs> He's into flying the air. Through the air and, he lands, and he lands with his head on the back of a rock. Yeah. yeah. So should have died. <laughs> but uh, Ambrose, um, Ambrose finds uh, a gun. My, my, my favorite part about this is when, when Ambrose wakes up, he even talks in slow motion <laughs> in this fucking film. There's so much slow motion that he, like, because the line is like, Hunt, you should have killed me. <laughs> like, he's literally running at speed. But but I'm but like, the but the odd part about that is the movie isn't in slow mo. He's just no. doing that because he got his head hit against a rock, so he's just not functioning normally. <laughs> like, why are you talking so slow? Um. So so uh, Ambrose has his gun trained on Ethan, right? Ethan notices on the ground that there's an extra gun um, in the sand, right? So Ethan gives a wink to Luther. Luther's like, what? And (laughs) Ethan throws the cure to Luther. The gun is at Tom Cruise's feet. It is at his feet, right? Not a thing. Tom Cruise... (laughs) Kicks the gun. His foot kicks forward, but a gun pops. Yeah, up. he doesn't. He doesn't kick the gun, Micah. He kicks, kicks the, the sand. sand 
below the gun, Yo. firing the gun directly like up. up. Straight vertically, but he—it's not enough for Tom Cruise just to catch the gun as it comes up. No, no, as the gun is coming up through the air, Tom Cruise does a sideways flip so that he can catch the gun mid-flip and start firing as soon as the, he lays hands on the gun. Jesus Christ, this is amazing. No, no, but he doesn't. No, but he doesn't, guys. He grabs the gun mid-air during his twist falls to the ground, lays his arm straight out, and aims perfectly, <laughs> then shoots him once. They'd be like, bam, got him. You know, he's like, he gets the one shot in the battleship thing, and then he's like, and it's eight, four, five, and six. Boom, boom, boom. The guy is dead. <laughs> to be more accurate, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that guy couldn't get one shot off on a guy standing, but the other guy could kick a gun into the air, catch it, turn around, lay down, and aim and he, fire multiple he was, times. He was mes- he was mesmerized by what he was doing. If, if Tom Cruise had just bent over to pick up the gun, that wouldn't have been impressive enough, and Ambrose would have killed him. But he was like, like he was watching the spectacle unfold. And he's like. This is cool as shit. Yeah, he was I hope like, I don't I gotta, die. I gotta wait to see how this ends up. Like, oh no, is, I got shot. <laughs> like this is his acrobatic insanity in the flesh. Like wow, this, this guy is amazing. I um, wish I was on his team. <laughs> I know you would have won. Yep. Um, so yeah, Luther gives uh, Luther gives Naya the cure, and, which uh, works immediately. Yeah, because that's how that's how viruses and cure and antiviruses work like i'm just about to die oh this is fine it's fine <laughs> don't need to spread through the system or nah, anything like that be nah. good um we cut to uh anthony hopkins and anthony hopkins is like hey welcome back from your mission um you didn't do what i told you to do i told you <laughs> to get a living sample of the virus and the cure and you came back with nothing um, and the woman who had it, you know, it seems that she miraculously recovered. How do you think that happened? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. He's like, all right, well, no bother. Uh, your girlfriend's, uh, record has been expunged. Uh, maybe you can go on vacation. He's like, all right, I'll do that. And then they meet in like a park and then they kiss. Still, each other. still in Sydney, still in Sydney. Yeah. And, uh, they kiss each other. Just the weirdest looking kiss too, by the way. It's just. Uh, 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 gross. I, I don't like Cole Kidman Tom did not approve of this thing. Yeah, I don't either. I don't like Tom Cruise watch watching Tom Cruise make out with anything. Um, but and then they then they fade to they they walk away in like the middle of a festival, and uh, and we're we're treated to the dulcet tones of Metallica. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that that is the weirdest ending. <laughs> give me a feel, give me a feel. Like all right, it's <laughs> <laughs> not really what I listen to when I'm in a park. <laughs> My loved ones. So yeah, um, that is uh, that is this movie, man. This movie yep. is uh, bonkers. This, this movie is wild. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to to say about this movie? Uh, I really don't. Uh, this movie is uh, <laughs> absolutely nuts, though. Uh, I love this fucking movie. It's over. So like like I said, just give me give me the last hour of this film, just on loop. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll just watch it over and over again. It's amazing. Yeah. Just completely ridiculous. Is is this the most impossible white man that we've ever seen in a film of all time? It's got to be up there, dude. Like, it's got to be top three at least. Yikes. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty pretty goddamn impossible. Yeah. Um, look, this is, um, this is uh, 
a magical type of movie. And, and, and the fact that the fact that this franchise was able to reinvent itself for a third time after this movie. Um, and then they kind of, they kind of found their sweet spot is amazing mm-hmm. to me. Well, and, and to be clear, <laughs> there was a big gap between this one sure was. and mission impossible three. Yeah. What's yeah, the years? I think, it was like a, like a uh, I, think oh, I think three came out in 06. Wow. Yeah. They needed six years came, to recover from this nonsense. Yeah. You had to forget about it. Yep. Um, yeah. Six years. <laughs> like we like we thought we weren't getting another Mission Impossible movie because they're like, well, they fucked that up yeah. <laughs> really bad. But again, no matter no matter how quality the movie, just remember if it makes money, they will give you another shot at it. That is the rule of Hollywood. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh and look, to their credit, they could have made more of these. Yeah, you know they could I mean? have. <laughs> Very, could've. quite easily, actually. <laughs> this could have been what the Fast and the Furious is now. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. they retooled. They made uh, decent little spy action thrillers. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching 3 again. I haven't seen 3 in a long time. I just remember I really like it. And um, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne has like one of the most badass lines I've ever heard. Um, I'll bleed on the flag to make sure the stripes stay red. Like that's fucking awesome to me. I mean, <laughs> also, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a fucking great villain in three. The, he really the is. Foot. Give me the rabbit's foot. Uh, just, just give me the rabbit's foot. Um, <laughs> uh, I will, I will reserve my Mission Impossible three thousand. Oh shit! Mm. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> You're just going to throw dirt on a dead look, man. If, mm-hmm. Look, if that's not a, the perfect tease, I don't know what is. Thank you, Jay, <laughs> oh, for uh, sitting in on us, for, for sitting in with us for this episode. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, for, uh, for Jay, Brad, and myself, uh, thank you for listening. The Men with the Golden Tongues will return next month. I'm not going to lose you!